Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 149 of Beer Nuts, the podcast adjunct series. This evening, folks, we are going on a little bit of a trip. We are, we've only spoken to, I was trying to just talk about it off air. I'm thinking like two, maybe three tops uh, businesses in the craft beer world out of New York State, which um, is not enough. But uh, very excited to be heading back tonight. And another thing that we don't do on here enough, uh, which is very interesting to me, is that we talk to a lot of breweries, obviously. But one type of business that we don't talk to enough are the craft beer bars. I find that the craft beer bars just have a super unique perspective. Obviously, they have relationships with the breweries. Um, they have a, a deep relationship with their customer and what their customer uh, are after, you know, what's hot. They have to know what's hot, what's popping in the scene where they're located. I just think the whole thing is fascinating. Um, and it's, you know, definitely a difficult job to curate, uh, you know, a popular, wide-reaching tap list for a beer bar. And, you know, there's, there's so many, particularly out of New York State, there's so much happening out there. It's one of the best beer scenes in the continent. Uh, I don't think anyone would argue with that. So uh, we're going to get right into it. Guys, please welcome Dave from Evelyn's Tap House in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, Dave. Brought the crowd for you, buddy. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Genuine pleasure, man. Yes, likewise, man. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, very excited to uh, to get into the convo, man. We have a lot to talk about this evening, and uh, you have done a phenomenal job curating our lineup of beers that are available at the uh, at Evelyn's Tap House as well. So, let's get into the first one, shall we? All right, let's do it. Beautiful. So. The first beer we're doing now. This is a brewery I only heard about. Uh, one of our fellow uh, beer content creator friends from Montreal went to New York this uh, summer, and she went to this brewery, Torch and Crown. And I actually hadn't heard of them uh, prior to that, so I'm very excited to try this beer. And this is uh, 5.6% pil Italian pilsner called Strada. Italian pils are phenomenal. Tell us about this, man. Like. Uh, do you know the brew? What's the deal with the brewery? What do you know about the beer? It's unique. They're the only Manhattan brewery, the only brewery that brews in Manhattan. Wow. It's certainly, you know, they've got something on themselves, if only for that. Uh, the wonderful beer. Uh, Where in Manhattan are they? They are in Soho. In Soho. Okay. That's going to be probably the most uh, expensive brewery establishment per square foot i imagine on the, on the planet there Absolutely. It's, a, it's a gorgeous place yeah it looked... they make nice stuff um you know i i like this just it's it's you see a few companies doing this uh strong rope does one was one of our local breweries kind of a take on an italian you know on a peroni mm -hmm. it's a craft take on a peroni basically um Killsborough out of Staten Island does it. It's a fairly, um, it's a fairly New York thing. Okay, for the old Italian. Oh, the head is holding up beautiful here. Um, definitely seeing a few Italian pilsners around, and I guess that makes a lot of sense. I always, you know, you think of New York, you think, oh, uh, you know, this fucking guy over yeah, here type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, then, Dave, pleasure. Cheers, my man. Cheers. Ooh, it smells great. Oh yeah. That is delightful. This is a, a big boy as well. 5.6 for a, an Italian Pilsner is, uh, is pretty, pretty heavy. 
I would I think they usually run like 4.5 or something like that. Yeah. Um, do you know why they decided to give this a bit of a boost? Uh, in general, I think it's just a flavor profile. People you get a, a New York craft beer. It's definitely on the strong side. I mean, mm. it, these are the ones that don't have that flavor profile are kind of an anomaly. There are a couple of breweries that, um, and I like them a lot, that tend to be on the lighter side. Okay. Uh, but uh, this is def definitely very much a New York flavor. Interesting. Oh, do you know what is interesting? On I'm just checking on Untapped here, and uh, it says 4.7, but then the can says 5.6, so it looks like since they created it, they must have ramped it up a little bit. Probably for what you said, just felt maybe a little more authentic. More for the market, yeah. Yeah, very cool. So what do Torch and Crown, uh, like if you were to go there, what do they particularly focus on? Like what's their vibe? Uh, they make an IPA, and I can't remember the name. We actually, it's called like uh, uh, like Tenement Steps or something like that, or Taking It to the Street. One of the, you know, that's kind of a thing. Cool, little, like, yeah, yeah. One of these, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it is called like share house or something like that. Okay. Which is what, uh, you know, New Yorkers, when you go to the Hamptons or something like that, or Jersey shore, <laughs> that's the share house. Right. So, okay. Like that. And, and that's kind of their, uh, their signature beer. Okay. So Very they nice. known for IPAs and I imagine they probably do a bunch of crispies, like different lagers and pills and stuff. Being they the, do. They've yeah. got a, They've got a nice lager. Uh, they have an IPA that's wonderful, almost famous, that we carry on draft. Okay. I mean, we, again, kind of a cool name. Yeah. It's uh, the def. I was just, it also said Strada, the name of this beer just means street in Italian, because it's probably a more like typical thing you'd find out yeah, in the streets. Like, like the Fellini movie, a Strada. Was it like Zampano with a strong man or something like that? Yeah. 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 Very yeah. cool, man. Was it important to you to, to, to support as many like, breweries that are as close to the brewery, uh, to the, to the restaurant, to the bar as possible. Was that like an important thing for you? Yes, absolutely. Yep. You, know, you know, you want to support them and, it, it, you know, and it's actually kind of a good uh, marketing thing is we are kind of at the epicenter of the New York, of the Brooklyn brew scene. So I would say within like four or five blocks, there's Three's Brewery, Finback, uh, Strong Rope, uh, couple other ones around there's, there's a few breweries like right near there okay where are you yeah sorry keep going oh, well, uh, i guess inner borough is nearby um oh wild east wild east is up the block oh i heard of them too okay i'm just looking on the map where you are i haven't been to new york in a oh you're down there okay you're actually oh, not too far from like red hook is kind of where um uh, isn't other half out there? Yes, other half. Yeah. Right up. Oh, okay. I know exactly. Well, yeah, I know where he is. There's the threes, not too far. Okay. Oh, because Finback had a Brooklyn location. Now they used. To, I've been to the yeah. Queens one, but they've since. Okay. It's that literally is, right around the corner. Man, that's a great uh, location. Very convenient. It is. It's it's up and What's coming. I mean, you, know, you know, they clean. You know, the canal was a. We call it a super fun site. It's a toxic waste dump. <laughs> <laughs> So they've been cleaning up the canal for the last 10 years or so, and this neighborhood's kind of coming back. So a lot of things are moving here. 
That's awesome, dude. Um, very, very cool. And this is a great, uh, a great choice to one to kick off the pod with. But I can see this being a um, a perfect one to go to a beer bar and you're crushing this. So this is the can, obviously, and I know you have a great can list. But is this also available on draft uh, at least from time to time? Uh, no, from Torch and Crown, we do we do an IPA. It's called Almost Famous. So that's the uh, one on draft only. That's one of our best selling IPAs. We, we kind of for the cans, we you know we have twenty drafts. We like to keep it fresh. We can rotate a little bit, but we want them moving. Gotcha. And we want to keep everything fresh. You know, a keg here doesn't last more than a week. Pretty much anything on draft here. That's awesome. So the the cans are things that I like. Okay. So this is me. This is you know, you know, it's not what you like. It's what the customer likes. That's that's for the drafts. The kegs are kind of more an expression of me. Mm. I think that's really smart though. Because that's, um, I mean, obviously you've invested all this into a business, so you might as well have something that you like, but that kind of becomes like a bit of a calling card where it's like, all right, well, you know, the the, the draft list is maybe a little more um, was intentional with, all right, we're going to have this many lagers and this many IPAs and, you know, sours and blah, blah, blah. But then you're like, ah, you know, here's something for the real heads, some stuff that you like. And maybe there's, yeah, I like that a lot, dude. Breaks up the... Yeah, and there are people, you know, the real beer heads say no. I mean, certain items, um, Marlowe, which is one you, you're saying you never heard of, is a real kind of a niche beer. And uh, they're out of Nyack, which is kind of semi-upstate New York. And people that know it love it, but not that many people know it. It's yes. Um, definitely. That, oh, I, I do appreciate that, though, because I feel like New York State is something that, like, it's it's key every time i go like i was saying to our fair like you know we're just over the you know, an hour of the border from buffalo so that's it's actually closer to go there than toronto from where i'm at and the every time i go there i just feel like it's like a whole other world it's just over the border and it's like whoa what who are what is all this like who are all these breweries i have no idea what's going on so it's um it's very cool to learn about new breweries and tonight there was of the amount there's at least two of them i never even heard of before two of the 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 hoppy beers that we're going to go through, which is sick. And to me, that's, that's my favorite part is just mm. discovering the new stuff. And then that's the point of going to a beer bar because you're going to be able to go in there and have this wide tap list. And particularly for visitors too, if you're not familiar, like, all right, go to a bar first before you go to a brewery. So you can like, all right, let's go figure it all out. I mean, people, people really appreciate it. I mean, you know, this was, you know, it, it, it's like a little puzzle trying to put together a tap list. You got twenty, you got twenty drafts. You want everything to move. You want some variety, and it's a little puzzle. I think we, I think we kind of got it. We have a couple of German beers on, on, on draft. Also, kind of a nod to you know Rothhaus, uh, Reisdorf Kolsch. Uh, you know, kind of a nod to. Um, you know our, our our German cuisine, which is what we we do here. Okay. Inspired, so there's some of that, and then everything else is is fairly local. Some of the other drafts. Okay, that's awesome. I want I want to actually get into that, but let let's uh, start from the beginning for you. So how talk us through kind of your career in beer specifically, but overall too. So how did you sort of first come into contact with craft beer, and then what did that journey look like to to opening the bar? Well, I mean, I've been in this business maybe 25 years so it kind of started off i mean look when i started off 20 plus years ago stella was a craft beer let's say you know <laughs> and people didn't know what what the fuck it was i mean it was that 
pure, you know. And then you get the what do we get like like Sam Adams, which you know, you know, and, that's great and, stuff. And, though. At that point, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, you, you keep trying to push, you keep trying to push the customers forward a little bit more. You're trying to skirt the edge. You're trying to, you know, enlighten them and still, you know, still sell, still stay in business. <laughs> Def- well, that's the juggle, right? That's the, uh, the whole you know, puzzle I've there. Been doing it in Manhattan for a long time and. We have maybe a dozen. We have a dozen beers on draft in Manhattan. Uh, I mean, they're all craft, but they're all fairly well-known craft. Gotcha. And uh, you know, Bronx Ale, Victory. I mean, great beers. Victory Premier Pills. I love. I mean, these are all. I wouldn't put anything on the drafts I don't love. But this here is kind of. Uh, this became kind of an opportunity to just expand a little bit because people are a little, are a lot more receptive out here, a little more adventurous mm. and, um, and we have a knowledgeable staff. So they're able you know, the staff here loves beer and they're able to just to explain to the customer why they should be getting this beer. Mm, very important. Yeah. That's always the, the hardest part, making sure they yeah. understand. I always find them if I go to a, Sometimes the staff don't know. Like I feel like because I'm maybe nerdier and they just casually work in their type of thing. They maybe don't know all the answers to the questions. So it is very, I think that beer knowledge is, is key from staff for, for a beer bar for sure. Yeah, I mean, they know more than I do. They, <laughs> they definitely, I mean, yeah, they, they really do. Otherwise, um, I'd have to work all the time, which is the, so, last, thing, which is the last thing I yeah. want to do. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure you're working all the time anyway, but maybe just not on the floor. I'll be working all the time. <laughs> That's a great point. How do you um, hire for that, by the way? Like, does that, do you sort of like, how do you make sure that they know their shit as far as like beer knowledge? Most of the people that we've hired and not, not, no, not, not necessarily out of New York, they came, but they came out of actually more so not out of New York. They came out of these bars that would have a hundred beers on draft. Oh, they had a, okay. out of Baltimore, um, places where you could actually do that. Mm. Uh, you're not going to find many. There's one or two bars in uh, in Manhattan, Midtown, that have that kind of draft system, but not many. But mm. the guys that I found were all out of places that were very, very beer focused. Um, primarily not from around here. Mm, interesting. Why don't uh, bars in New York have? Those, I know those places you talk about with like the hundred taps. Why is that not a thing there? If you saw my rest. <laughs> I have heard, I've heard this, I've heard the horror stories. Gotcha. And you're probably not going to be able to pay that just off beer. I get it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. This space is a premium here. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Every time we go, funnily enough, like we, every time we go to New York, we don't like complete the last maybe five years or, or only stay in Brooklyn. Like there's, I feel like we don't even go to Manhattan anymore because there's so much happening. And there's like, as people who aren't from there, it sounds like, are you from New York? From the city? Am I? I'm from, I've been here for 40 years. Okay. So I think I'm from New York. (laughs) And, uh, but I'm from a suburb of New York, Long Island. Okay. Well, that's New York, basically. Yeah. If you're from New York, you don't consider that to be from New York. Ah, okay. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's something like that in Canada. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. You try to well, yeah, there is. So people from Brampton say they're from Toronto, and they're not. It's a different city. So, like Russell Peters, the comedian, is from Brampton, but you can't say he's from Toronto. It's a relax. Okay, I get it. Good example. Um, where was I going with all that? Okay, so you were starting when you started in beer in in the restaurant world. You had just been dealing with beer as a part of the job, and you sort of really discovered and fell in love with it on the job. Is that fair, or was it beforehand? I mean, I you know always love beer it's beer what's not to love but you know amen brother but uh you know when you start um when you're buying it for a living you get exposed to a lot of different things people are always bringing by new things there's always um samples of stuff i'm getting every day there's always new things so you start to taste things you start to broaden your horizons and um you know a couple people uh certainly helped me out. Uh, a friend of mine owns a place called Top Hops, which is a big uh, beer retailer. Before I came here, first thing I did was went there and tried like 100 different beers. Right. And she kind of set me on the course. And then, yeah, you know, you know I, had a preliminary, I had a preliminary beer list when I started out, showed it to her, and she's laughing at it. It's like, no, this is not going to do <laughs> <laughs> like, right, yeah. show me what you got <laughs> and was that for Evelyn's or was that from a previous business that's for Evelyn's for Evelyn's okay so I mean, that, you know, that's good man. yeah I mean it was shaped you know by my, my, my by my Manhattan sensibilities my initial beer list understood which is going to be very different yeah, yeah. and and I guess it's so like it's so fast moving in New York like I just feel like there's there's something new popping up all over the place and obviously you're in the epicenter, but then all throughout the state, there's some insane breweries. Some of my favorite, actually one of my favorite breweries ever in Fiden's and they're in Albany. Um, they do the best haze period. And like, mm. you know, I don't even know if they distribute, you'd probably have to go up there, which it must be like four or five hours from the city there. Which track, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's the same from here. Even from Buffalo, I think it's like four and a half hours. Yeah. It's kind of wild. I mean, New York um, is this whole other New York that, you know, there's this little, bit of downstate where I am and then everything else. Everything else. But imagine trying to keep up with all of that. It's it's yeah. a lot. So it's good that you did have uh, a friend to sort of guide you in the right direction and and being that you are in Brooklyn, which obviously a little more hipster, there's a, there's a shit ton of breweries there and world-class breweries that are extremely hyped. The ones you were talking about before, just in the neighborhood are some of the most hyped in the country. So it's, uh, it's a great spot to be. Yeah, it's funny, like... Um... You know, when I started this place, um, my uh, salesperson, one of the bigger breweries, um, you know, the the the, um, the big craft distributor in New York also represents Anheuser Busch, okay. um, oddly enough, in Brooklyn. And um, they said, "Look, you're going to have to have Stella," which is going back to my beginnings. Those like three cases of Stella have been sitting there for. Uh, you know, for six months now, nobody's drank one. Wow. Not even one. Not even one. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I honestly think that's, uh, that's, that's the best news. I, I yeah. wouldn't. Well, but then you're a tap house. So who's going to that place and not like, excuse me. Well, we get a little bit of everything because, um, we're at the, we're uh, underneath a climbing, a rock climbing gym. Okay, so you get to 
Yes, you get everything. So gotcha. we sell a lot of there's a, there's a um, athletic brewery, which is kind of a non-alcoholic no, no. beer. Yeah, yeah. Alice, which is like a non-alcoholic Pabst, which is kind of fun to drink. Yeah, man. And, I love non-alcoholic beers. Yeah. Great. So we sell a little bit of everything. You do have to um, spread out a little bit. And in and, and, and Brooklyn, it's also kind of very European in a way. Like people feel like it's okay to take your kids to the bar and sit at the bar. And which is nice. I mean, I, I hey, more, yeah. you got to be more inclusive. We have a dog, we take him everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's the best. Yes, we, are, we are dog friendly here. Love it. I do take my dog here. We're a little bit, we're a little better well behaved. He'd be here right now, but he's not. I, I respect <laughs> that. You gotta have you gotta have the right ones, and I uh, I do understand when the places don't have you know what don't allow dogs, and because you got little shit dogs in there, I get it. It's, yeah, we uh, we a lot of dogs as long as they're well behaved. Uh, absolutely, I love that. That's great to hear, and I do like the family. I feel like that's the same thing. Like I didn't give I didn't care at all about any of that stuff before I got a dog, and we got a dog about a year and a bit ago, and now I'm like, oh, that's so important, and I can now understand what it's like for parents, and that's. You know, you don't want to exclude anybody. You want to make them comfortable. Obviously, you'd want to hope that both the dogs and the children are well behaved because you don't want to mess up other patrons. But still, oh, I mean, love it as welcoming. At least bring the dog. You know. Yeah, exactly. That ever makes everybody happy. I mean, I you yeah. know, I just um, every minute I'm not with the dog and leaving it leaving it at home, I feel like shit. Yeah. Of course, great to go home, but you know, to but. Uh, you want to keep him around. It's just nice. And you see the, uh, yeah. And you see the joy that the dog brings to others. Like they always are uh, like, oh, can we, we got a little guy, like a multi-poo. So he's like super cute. And people always want to, and you just, you see their demeanor after they've said hi to him. And it's like, oh, this is like a community service. Like this dog is making people happy. And he just sits under the table. He's been to more breweries and bars than most humans. He's just shuts up, sits down, doesn't do nothing. And is, you know. It's nice to see dogs bring joy to people. Does he drink beer? Uh, yes, he does. God damn it. He's <laughs> got to get those dog. Don't they have dog beers? Well, made from I, like... I, I don't know if it's like animal abuse or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should admit that. But yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> don't, I swear I've seen companies sell like animal, like dog beer, but it's like bone broth or something in a can yeah. just so they can feel like you crack the can you pour it in the bowl and they can like drink that up you know make them feel a part yeah, of the experience he's anything and at this point he, you know he's like nine years old he's anything he's okay with okay. it he's indian food you know oh, wow. he's a okay. hot ass okay so, I think, yeah. okay so that works out well um i love it man so that that's super dope but okay let's so when you Maybe probably a better, like, why did you start this bar and why did you choose Brooklyn? Like, did you feel that something was maybe missing in that area? What was your intention? It literally, I, I think a lot of these businesses kind of fall in your lap. Um, my landlord built this building. Okay. Specifically to be a climbing gym. And he had this big empty space down below. So my landlord is my partner here. Okay. Very cool. And, Very convenient. Uh, my landlord in New York built this building. Manhattan built this building. Gotcha. So he had the big space. I saw it. I'm like, beer. <laughs> and, you know, my chef is from Berlin. He looked at it. I'm like, beer, German food. Okay. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. So it was that easy, that simple. 
seems that easy. Um, you know, and it's funny, like, you know, it's New York. Everything takes forever to build. Um, yeah, I bet. The story is like um, getting your gas turned on is a big thing. It takes months, oh. you, know, to, to, you know, for the kitchen. And we finally, it finally happened. We finally opened it up and we're kind of casual about it. No real promotion. I just kind of opened the door, put a little sign outside, happy hour. People started pouring in. They're like, what took you so long? <laughs> All right. You know, you knew you were in the right – you knew it made sense. It was, it was that easy. Interesting. That's very cool. So is it in the middle of like a residential kind of area? So It is in the middle of the biggest construction zone in New York City right now. Wow. There's, there's literally – I mean, there's thousands of apartments going up right now, but they're all under construction. Gotcha. So we're, we're in the middle of a, yeah. You know, in fact, I was just like talking to um, the guys that are doing, they're building crazy shit on the canal. I'm like, just, you know, there's so much construction. There's all this like, you know, it, it's kind of surreal looking, all this like lights everywhere and concrete machines. I'm just talking to the guys, like, can you turn a, Big spotlights around. They're shining from my window, and they're cool about it. But everybody's pretty chill. That's and cool. there's a lot going on. Everybody kind of knows there's a lot going on here. And you know, in a year, you'll come back to New York, and they'll be like, "You got to go to Gowanus," which is what our neighbor is called. Okay, so it's in. Okay, I haven't been out there yet, but I've heard a lot about it. I heard it's like one of the most popping areas in Brooklyn for sure. It's really happening. I mean, it, it's the. I mean, it's the canal, which is what kind of runs. We're across the street from the canal, and uh, go back and look at that. They really are making it nice. So oh, like call. really across the street? I see what you're talking about. Okay, I'm just looking there. At I mean, you probably right now you see like these big. Uh, I guess these machines, these, these things, they make concrete on the on site or whatever just uh, gotcha. it's, it's round the clock construction i mean we've got a built-in uh clientele of the workers there and uh perfect what's the name of the canal gowanus canal very simple i figured it'd be something like that yeah. just trying to think why wouldn't i have been around here there's no reason to i mean you know no? up a few years ago there's a little you know i mean it I mean, it's known um, a lot of artist lofts out here, um, a lot of industrial buildings, um, and a lot of you know vacant lots that are just you know being built up very quickly. Right. So, I mean, in the very near future, there's going to be an insane amount of uh, potential customers. Really. Yeah, it, it is. I I think it will be because people people like what we do. They love the beer. They love the concept. Uh, and I, I, I think, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure you see, you go into a place, you see a well-curated beer list, and you're like, all right, somebody put some thought into it, mm. as opposed to, like, he's placed on autopilot, and they, you know, I'll walk into a place, I'm like, I can see from their beer list, they're like, all right, these guys bought everything that the, Bought everything that the Anheuser Busch rep said they should get. 
<laughs> when you, you see this, you know, you know. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And actually, I think it's probably about time we do that uh, next beer, but I definitely want to go through. I pulled it up here, the um, the tap list. It's pretty bonkers. So I definitely would love to to go through that. So um, next beer, you want to tell us what that one is, my man? Okay. I think we are moving over to uh, – this is the shipping out of Boston, which is uh, Jack's – Jack's Abbey Craft Loggers. I mean, we get calls shipping out of Boston. Love it. There she is. Which is the uh, Dropkick Dropkick Murphys, I believe. Okay. You know, know, like all those uh, Scorsese movies where they're, you know, they show like action in Boston. They they play that uh, shipping out of Boston. Okay. I didn't know that. I only went to Boston for the first time this summer, and it was amazing. I loved it. It's a great town. Such a cool town. So nice. Oh yeah, Jack's Abbey are phenomenal. Look at this. Oh Gorgeous. yeah. What a great choice of a. That is, is an amber. Oof. That, that is, is gorgeous. A nice looking beer. Oh, wicked head. Nice deep caramel. Good looking beer. Yeah, very attractive. Great choice. Um, have you had? Uh, is this a, a brewery that you keep on a lot? Or you've worked with a lot? Uh, familiar with. I've known them for a long time. Again, this is actually one of these beers that that is one of these beers that uh, that the Anheuser Busch rep uh, <laughs> reps. And uh, but uh, we get calls for Amber's. Not a lot. Not a, not enough to justify a keg. But enough for the for the cans. Enough and. This to me was one of the easiest drinking ambers. It's just so smooth. It's uh, it looks amazing. Cheers, brother. Cheers. So it's an amber lager, not even just like an amber ale. Amber lager. It's just mm. a super easy money, money. That's great. I don't know what you call this, uh, like a Vienna almost, but not quite. Uh, like a Vienna, but a little. It's like a little like maltier, it's a little breadier. Maltier. That's the word I'm thinking of. Yeah. That, it's a little less malty. It's um tons of caramel and toffee, kind of as you would expect. Yeah. Um it's like nice sharp carb, but kind of still on the creamy side. Not a little bit bitter. Mm. Yeah, grassy. Really easy to drink, like really easy. Uh nice dry finish there. What's the ABV? What are we looking at on this one? Five, three. Five points, five, seven. Five, three. Five, three. There you go. Five, three, which is, which is nice. So it's like just a touch above five. It's a little like ballsier, yeah. but not, uh, not too much. Um, I think this is a, a really great, this is, this is fantastic, but I love Amber Lagers. So this is like a, as a, Amber Ales are kind of cool, but I feel like Amber Lagers, that's what's up. Amber Lagers, nice. It's, it's just a whole different vibe and, I feel like it's a room, and these guys like it's called Jack's Abbey Craft Lagers, so it's like it doesn't get more uh, direct than that. So it's very cool to have something like this, which is uh, interesting as well. That uh, so the last one was from Manhattan. I'm just triple checking. Yeah, these guys are in Massachusetts, so um, something just out of state, but right next door. And it's uh, these guys are pretty prolific. I think they've got a like obviously they've got the AB uh, AB rep. Their distro is pretty solid. Right. Yeah. So it's like approachable, but uh, super tasty, 
and it's specifically even on the can. It's got a little thing that says family-owned small business so it's, and the independent craft brewery thing. So really letting you know um, that, uh, you know, they're a, they're a small business, which is what what you need to do. So it's it's very cool. This is a really, really great choice, man. Yeah, I mean, that's also something unique to Brooklyn that the, the, the Anheuser-Busch rep happens to also rep a lot of craft beers. Okay. What's the deal with that? Uh, I think what happened is kind of it, – it, it was kind of a – reverse takeover basically the distributor for out of brooklyn for craft beers was so big and they i mean they've been around you know as long as i've been doing this and they had such a big footprint i mean for a while like there's really only one craft beer distributor in new york city and that was them okay. i think they had such a big footprint they absorbed anheuser Bush. Okay. So it wasn't the other way around. You would think that Anheuser Busch is like picking up these, you know, craft places. It was a reverse, uh, the reverse, reverse. they call it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, uh, good for them to be able to to get to that point to um, Cause actually be able to do the other. I mean, they're it's a family-owned distributor. I'm familiar with these guys. Obviously, I've worked with them forever. Yeah. Very cool, man. I think it's uh, – it was great that like – it makes these type of quality products easier to get um, and, you know, maybe brought to the attention, like kind of what you were saying earlier about some of the stuff, maybe your first list wasn't based on the Brooklyn kind of mentality and you got some guidance, which is always important to have someone helping you out with, with anything in, in business and having a larger distributor, maybe like that, bringing such great beer to the attention of, of different establishments that might not other have even known about them it makes it easier and granted like and maybe it's also unique to brooklyn like most of these companies certainly was in the neighborhood uh, they have distributors outside of brooklyn but locally they just drop the kegs off right okay so then you know the people you start to know the staff and you know the people i mean literal you know who drops a torch and crown dropped off a bunch of beers uh Today, I mean, they're always coming That's by. Awesome. Uh, the Threes Brewery, which really is our neighbor, okay, um, you know, comes by is always dropping things off. That's I've been to Threes, and I'm just trying to think if I've been to this one because I know they've got a couple of different ones, right? Okay, they, yeah, they, they have one upstate, Greenpoint. They got a green, maybe Greenpoint. I, I swear, I might have too. Is there oh, – I think this is the one I went to, which means I've been in your hood and I know exactly what you're talking about, Douglas Street. That's the one, yes. It's on Douglas Street. They they brew a fair amount of the stuff on site. I know they've, they've kind of expanded beyond that a little bit, but they're definitely you know a working brewery. Okay, I'm looking at these photos. I'm like 90% sure this is the one I went to, which means just to try and like get a visual on your uh, on the neighborhood pretty sure okay sick um that's great that it's like you got the i'm seeing here yeah literally just down the street from from where you're at that's that's phenomenal it's very convenient and and are you familiar with wild east at all because the same girl who posted about torch and crown went to wild east and i learned about him from the yeah wild east is great that's another local one and uh, um they do oh literally there Okay. That's right there. Yeah. I mean, it's weird beer central. Dude, that's awesome. The best part about all of that 
is the uh, ability to do a um, uh, a bit of like what do you call it? Like a crawl. A crawl. Yeah. Particularly Brooklyn, like where I you always forget. Particularly, I mean, obviously you've been there forever, but someone like me comes from out of town, excited. And say if you're staying, if you know, if you're a bit of a noob to to the area, you're gonna probably stay in Manhattan like everybody does, and then you got to do this trek to get out to other half because that was the first place. I'm like, geez, this is far as fuck. Like, where am I going? And they're like, it's just sketch. You don't know what's up. And then as I got to know Brooklyn more, I'm like, I oh, know, no, it's fine. It's whatever. You get it. And going to an area that has even just in that little must be less than five minute walk between probably two minutes even like between. Evelyn's threes and um, Wild East right there. Just all that. I mean, that's an afternoon slash evening between the three. That's... Yeah, I mean, it, you can definitely, I mean, you can do a trip to New York City and never go into Manhattan na- nowadays. This is awesome. Personally, I, I don't know. I just like that. I feel like I almost feel um, like there was this secret that no one told me about. And I got pissed the first time I went to Brooklyn and really understood that how dope it was. I was like, why didn't anyone tell me this stuff? Like, why didn't people like gas it up as heavy? Like Manhattan's great and it's fun and you do all the touristy stuff. And there was some, you know, Blind Tiger and Proletariat and um, the Jeffrey's fun as well. Like there's a bunch of like cool little bars that are there. And I find where any restaurant will have other half for the most part. That is cool in itself. But Brooklyn is a whole other vibe. It's totally have different. Beerwax in Brooklyn? That's the only other place we've had on. Yeah, Beerwax. Beerwax. Chris is, Chris is yeah. the man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We went. Is it Brooklyn or no? The one near yeah, the one near the uh, the stadium. Yes, but it's near the uh, Vanderbilt or something. Arena by, yeah, by yeah. The the Bro- yeah. What, what's it the, called? The beer what's wax. The, what's the sorry? What's the arena called? Oh, Barclays Center. Barclays Center. There we go. Yes, that's oh, the one I've yeah. been to. The Islanders for about a year or so. Okay, gotcha. Yes, that was the one I had been to. So we yes. did the pod back in pre-COVID before when we used to do them all in person. So we, we went there with Chris and uh, that place was great because that was a whole other concept. And that was one of the first sort of beer bars we talked to. And I just, I love the whole concept of talking to people like yourself because it's a whole different outlook on the beer industry. It's phenomenal. So, yeah, I mean, that, 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 when I went there, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the music, the whole thing. And just, you know, they're really good about rotating their, their stock. It's just, you know, it got me pumped to do this. That's awesome. That, yeah, that's that's you know, like hats off to those guys. They definitely oh, yeah. they got the right uh, they got the right feel. Definitely doing something you need. Do you know Chris? The um, I do not. I, I literally only know it as a customer. Gotcha. I literally know it as like someone that's you know a friend that lives nearby. You know, wandered in there late night. God knows how many times. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I mean, just, just the fact that you have that in New York, though, I think is the coolest thing in the world. Like, it's not really like that up here. There's something really special about that. Um, and particularly in Brooklyn. And there's like, we walked from there because it was summer. We walked from Beer Wax to um, Other Half from there. It was a bit of a hike, but it was a nice walk because you're going through. You can like, just these beautiful side streets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but just it was just so cool. To, and I'm sure there was probably, if we really did our research a bit more, there probably would have been places along the way to, to kind of uh, to kind of check out. But I guess that was probably what's giving me the idea is that, you know, what you've got in your particular area, Gowanus there, um, amazing. That just the three of you guys there. And I bet there's probably other stuff that if you want, if you go out a little further um, around, you mentioned Finback yeah, too. You start going off Finback. Uh, you've got, you can move a little further over. I mean, Strong Road. <laughs> 
Dorncombe is nearby. Finback's one other block from, uh, two blocks from Wild East. That's four incredible spots, yeah. man. Oh, God. This- an a transmitter, which is in uh, the Navy Yard, which is fairly close. Okay. Transmitter. They kind of specialize. And I, I, I like them too. We do carry them right now. Right transmitter. now. Okay. So they specialize in kind of a Belgian. I got a hibiscus vit that I'm carrying right now. Uh, they're more. Uh, it's a different flavor profile. Gotcha. Uh, ADR, I definitely recommend them. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm just seeing where they are. Okay, it's a little bit of a different. That's up near. Um, you said Navy Yard. The first time I went there, was stayed in Bushwick, and it was looks like it's kind of near there. Uh, Bushwick is a Ish. place called Interborough. Inter- Interborough. I went to the one near Grimm. That was is that is that Bushwick there? That's Bushwick. Interborough is they call it Bushburg. They have a beer uh, Closer, uh, we, kind of between Williamsburg and Bushwick. Ah, uh, okay, Grand Street. Yes, there's a. We found the best hotel ever, and then COVID happened, and we were like, "Sick, this is our new spot." I think it was called Indigo in Williamsburg. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. We stayed there, and it was on the corner of these streets that were like, um, we went. We used to go to Afropunk every year, um, pre-COVID. So like, we go there and stay there, and it was like whichever direction we went. It didn't matter. It was there was something crazy and close by. So then we didn't realize because I used to go to Grimm and then just down the street was Interboro, um, not too far away from Tost, another beer bar that we'd been to that was fun. Um, once again, this is four years ago. So Sam, sounds like so much has happened in that time. Oh, this the, the big Williamsburg brewery that, I mean, that I like is Talia. Another one I heard from from the same chick who went there. So I haven't been there. They must be all, all these places must be relatively new. Fairly new. Okay. Uh, Talia is like one of the few like really you know women run brewery, and they make great. great. They make great stuff. They make a they make a wonderful IPA uh, like Sun Up, I believe, and then they make great sours. Okay, that's awesome, man. You've just and, got like yeah, keep going, keep going. No, no, I mean, I, you know, and I try to. There's definitely, I don't know if you, you notice it, like I, like I have a New York IPA profile, and so I try and find things that are a little different if I can. That's why yeah. you know, Talia's got a great IPA, but their sour is you know top notch. I love that. It's it sounds like though, even if you don't go outside of Brooklyn for the most part, you've got so much right there for you that that you're able to sort of tap into. Um, to really round out a great tap list, which is it's just so cool just to see. No, I actually haven't looked at it, and I found there where the hotel we were at, and then coming down to see where you guys are. It's not actually that far at all. So it's like in this whole re, it's just it's so cool, man. It's 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 really smart of you to to do a bar like this, particularly in that area. So there's like it looks like there was like three phenomenal breweries, if not four, and then you guys all in one thing. That's so dope. So smart. I mean, it's fun. It, it, it's weird because I, I can't imagine what it's going to look like in a couple of months. It's kind of like dystopian the way it looks right now. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you look at it, there's just like, you know, because everything is, because all these construction sites are all lit up at night. Right. And, and, you know, it's really fucking weird looking out the windows right now. You know, it's going to be completely, di- yeah, I enjoy it while you have it, but it's like, you know, but it's really fucking weird here right now. I can imagine. 
but it's like you're betting on the future of uh, yeah. of of the area. There was a brewery, so we're in Hamilton, Ontario. Here, there's a brewery from here called Collective Arts, and they had great. We um, we poured something. We did a uh, a sour, I believe, by them. Jam up the mash, probably. Maybe. No? Or they it guava. Was... They have a guava sour. It's really good. That's pretty. It may have been something with jam in it. I think it was that one. Yeah. They, okay. That would make sense. Cause they had a pretty good footprint in the States and they were going to open a brewery in Gowanus. And I forgot what happened. Something happened well, with the land. Guava goes. Guava, Guava goes. goes. Yeah. 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 That, that was, was them. Great. Beer. And that sold really well. Actually, that was kind of a mover. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's one of my favorite from them. And yeah. they, yeah, they were going to open one then. And now I'm like 10 minutes down the street from, from their brewery here. But, um, I was excited for them to like a Canadian brewery to open up something down there. And I, I forgot what there was. We had them on the pod and they were telling us about the story. I think it was like a landlord thing, which almost always is. But always is. that was one of the first times I really heard about that. I remember seeing Finback was opening up there and like all of this. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's awesome, dude. That I, I really did not realize it was that condensed. And I think that's the, um, that's one of my favorite things about New York is that they, they, they're like, it's unlike that almost anywhere else. That just, just uh, everything's jam packed. If you ever, if you ever like drive around New York, sometimes like you start moving towards the, the perimeter of New York, and you're like driving for like an hour. It's like holy shit, I'm still in New York. Yeah, it just, just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we used to drive down too. It was like a pretty good. It was just all the tolls get you on the way. I don't know why New York State's toll heavy. They love it. They love getting you on a toll. Yeah, that's why they're the easy pass. You don't realize until you get the bill, like how much it costs you to do this. Yeah, we're actually even considering it now because we can keep going there. And even to get back over the Canadian border, if you go to one of the specific borders, it's told. Actually, no, both of them are told. And they, they've got like agreements. The New York state has agreements with the Canadian government. So I just get a bill in the mail to go over this thing. It costs like 10 bucks to go like three miles or whatever on this uh, little piece of road right before the border it's crazy so i'm thinking about getting an easy pass i think it might just make yeah, my life a bit it's, it's definitely worth it i mean but i mean like stuff like going from like new jersey to manhattan it's like 18 bucks or more even see that's kind of wild and there, there was did. one what's the bridge the george washington bridge i think is like 20 that's one isn't that's it like 20 that's the one right yeah maybe 20 bucks a lot i, I, I think it's i don't know I, I i don't i try not to itemize the bill or think about it you know, well, you won't take that road. Yeah. I don't want to change my lifestyle and think like, oh, yo, I shouldn't be doing this. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 20 bucks to go over a bridge is kind of wild. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, yeah, the, the whole state is, is a little bonkers with that. But I want to look at your tap list, man. Like I pulled up your website here. So you've got mm -hmm. two parts. You got your tap list and then you've got your bottles and cans that like you're talking about. And obviously a, a little great selection of wine there as well. So, I mean, looking at the, the tap list here, you've got a, uh, your own, house lager who who makes that for you um god i forget the people that make it it's, it's in connecticut um they're affiliated with the uh, I, I work with them through the people that brought the fat iron the baby kittens uh 12 percent gotcha. and uh gotcha. it's in connecticut um I, I, you know i just kind of know it from the corporate uh that's fine just curious but it's a really – people love it. It's a really – that's our kind of go-to. You want a simple, easy-drinking lager. It's, I think it's a 5% flat. And yep. So I see a 5. It's, it's, it's lovable. You know, it's lovable. 
That's really smart, dude, to have like a nice house branded lager, nice easy drinking. If people aren't sure, yeah. I imagine people are like, yeah. And if it's like custom brewed, that's even cooler. Yeah, it's really, it's just an easy, easy, easy beer to drink. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, and it looks like it's ordered in, in sort of styles here. So you got Low Life uh, 5.5 pills from Evil Twin. Great selection. Another local guys. Another local guys. Now, now Ridgewood is just, you know, my understanding, I, I, even I don't know the, the, the geography that well, Ridgewood is kind of like over the border from Bushwick. Okay. So they really, they really uh, it's really concentrated. Evil Twin. Oh, okay. Looks like they got multiple locations. So there's one, okay. yeah, there's one in Queens, and I think there's like, there's an... Queens is where they brew it, and that's okay. kind of... Where they brew it is there's near Dumbo. the... Oh, okay. Oh, I see. So there's the Dumbo one, but then there's the Queens one, which is right by the border. I right. see what you're talking about. Dumbo is like a, it's called like down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass or something along that lines. Yes, yes, yes. That's kind of the hip area. It's along. Oh. It's, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's beautiful. It, it, it overlooks Manhattan. It's on the, it's between the Brooklyn Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge. Gotcha. I see. I see where you're talking about there, and I also see the ridge. I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember when staying in in uh, Bushwick here, noticing how close it was, like right on the border to Queens. There, so I see that right there. Okay, that's dope. Jeez. Okay, so that's a great choice. Um, you got a Strong Rope. Is that one you mentioned before? Did you mention that? Yes, they're, they're yep. a local, fairly local brewery. We're, I guess Gowanus, look at that. They're from they're they're really hey. only about yeah. uh, I mean they're interesting because um I doubt they're that well known because I mean I get their um you know they send me a list every week of what they're available and most of the things they have like two kegs available. I mean, right. really, I mean outside of their tap room, they just don't sell that much. I mean it's very everything's limited quantity. Um they're known for you know, they're bitters. Um, yeah, that's what you have here, the pub ale bitter, best yeah. bitter. That's great. Stone Strong Rope. I, have, I I don't know if I've heard of them. But once again, if you said another one in Gowanus, that's wicked. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a cool that's, area. That's pure, I, I don't know. I I don't know how they – I don't know what their business model is because they're selling like three kegs a week, but it seems to be working. <laughs> Might be one of those nano breweries type of thing going on. Um, and now you mentioned now there's a couple German ones here. So you got that Rothhaus pills. Yep. Which is, uh, I, don't, I can't even say any of these German words. They're pretty hectic, but this is like a, a full, um, imported German beer. Yeah, or is, these, yeah? these are full imported German beers. That's um, awesome. These, uh, the Rothhaus, the Reisdorf, uh, they seem to hold up well. Right, uh, which is why I like them. Some of these German beers just don't hold up that well when they when they get here. Gosh, I can imagine it's going to be like. Do, do they get shipped over cold freight? I don't know. Well, I, I was in. I, I go to Oktoberfest. You know, uh, I went this year. I hadn't gone in a long, you know, a couple of years because of uh, COVID. But um, it just seems like every beer they call Oktoberfest here, or most mm. of your imports. They just there's something missing. It's mm. not the same. How and was you mean like fest beers, right? When you talk about like the, the sort of more yeah, what they call a fest beer or a marzen. Yeah, it's 
not the same. Really, eh? What's yeah. the difference? Uh, there's a, I don't know if it's the water or something like that. It, it, it's, it's really clean. I mean, and granted, I know it's, it's, it's comes in a wooden keg when they, when they do it in Munich and um, it's brewed right nearby. Yeah. And it's like seven breweries that, they, that are acceptable, but it's like spot and pollen. I mean, they're big name breweries, but mm -hmm. uh, it's really clean. And I think they're fairly strong beers, but you don't realize it. No, they it, always over five, like five, five, six sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, they're, you know, granted, you know, the glass is a liter. So, you know, or whatever that is. <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot. There's a, there's, a, there's a clean Christmas to with it. You don't get um, I, I find the Morrisons that I've had here have been kind of uh, – yeah hmm interesting i've never been um how was it this year by the way it was incredible it was great yeah. to be back um it's, it's 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 a neat space it's always a lot of fun um, we have friends in europe we always hook up with over there um and you know it's um and for me it's as much about the food as the beer hell yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it really it, does seem to be. It, it totally is. And yeah, you know, and yes, I wore the outfit. <laughs> you got to say this. I was going to ask you after the pod, I need a photo for the uh, thumbnail of the YouTube video and for the promo. Oh, so maybe. Yeah. We, we got that. I got that one in the outfit. <laughs> okay. I think that might be the one, my man. We have that'll to let be, people know. That'll be the one. That's a flex right there. I love that. So that means you got the two. You got the uh, the Rough House Pills and the Reisdorf Kolsch, are two like legit um german beers which i think is super cool and as well just kind of give that like you said the the, the chef is uh, german so that keeps it authentic um and the next one i have here is like uh from westbrook from south carolina i've had some of their beer before they're great you got a nice little traditional style goza um i, I just find you know that's kind of there are a couple of beers where we kind of go outside of the new york area it's just because I, I i find like that westbrook is like to me it's like one of the best expressions of, of that varietal of, mm. of the cups. I mean, to me, they, they just got it right. And I've had some local ones. I can fuck around trying to be local with it, but it, it's just, I mean, these guys got it down. Yeah, man. I, I like that. North Carolina goes. Who doesn't think that? Yeah, I mean, it's like there's particularly in the summer, they're just perfect. And uh, if they've gone to the more traditional without like, you know, fruit or anything like that, like it's, it's money. It's just like a, a really refreshing um, beer to have on the menu. And it's perfect the way you've got a little listed here right after the German, uh, the German couple. So it's, it's money. Um, the only one that I've liked as much, which is single culture, we're going to discuss in a minute, uh, there's a local movie theater. Um, near us, um, the single cut makes a beer for them, a goza. Okay. Go, goza to the movies, they call it. <laughs> and well done. Tastes like you taste the salt and butter from the popcorn on on, on in this awesome. beer, and that is uh, that's, that's special. Cool. Yeah. We're uh, we're gonna do a single cup beer uh, this evening. Right before we get into the IPA portion of the uh, the tap list, is it time for a uh, a hoppy beer? I think so. So I think we are up next would be 
Marlow, we think Marlow, yeah, because this is a uh, low ABV still sticking in the fives. This is a uh, a brewery that I've uh, not heard of until I saw this can. I was looking them up, and they they look super cool. There we go, really cute artwork. And this is an APA, which I like at 5.4. Um, tell me about these guys, bro. I, I don't know anything about them. I discovered them at Beerwax. Ah, okay. Oh, they're from North Haven, yeah. Connecticut. I literally, they're from Connecticut. Uh, so there are a few, um, there are a few distributors where our house beer, like our product, that we have, we have a little bit of a Connecticut connection. Okay, I figured as much because the next beer is also from Connecticut, so I thought there might be something going on there. That's great, man. Um, yeah, there's like a little bit of a scene there. It's like another, you know, if you ever want to do it, you know. I've had one brewery, actually, I was about to ask you, I've had one brewery from Connecticut on the pod. They're called Tribus, T R I B U S. Are you familiar yeah, with that right. at all? No, not, not at all. Um, I would definitely suggest you look them up. The dudes were super cool. Very impressed with the beer. They had some great haze, great crispies. Um, I had, they had these nice, super nice sours. Like I was impressed with all of the, I think we had four different beers and they were all really, really solid. And they are in, fuck. I can look it up and double check, but they were like, definitely might be worth. Uh, yeah, no, there's so much great stuff going on. I mean, Milford. I'm gonna check that out. Milford, Connecticut. Milford, it's all the same. Yeah, I mean, it's all. These are all the same thing, right? On the coast, Hartford, Milford. You know. They all kind of next to each other. A little bit. I mean, Milford's kind of a funky town. Yeah. Known for known for highlight. That's what they're. They. they I think they. I the think game. Still the game highlight. Yeah. Ah, amazing. Yeah. Um. By the way, this one is 5.4. It has it looks like it's got mosaic and citra, if uh, if the the can is correct, and uh, slightly opaque, big ass head, great nose. Cheers, brother. Cheers. It's definitely. Uh... Oh yeah, nice. I like um, the select. Why did you choose this one, by the way? I mean, literally, uh, I wanted something. That has that flavor profile you kind of get from an IPA, this, the, the mosaic, the citra, but not an IPA. You know, an, an American pale ale. Yeah. I, I figured it was very, to me, the, once again, like so much props on your curation for this. I thought this was really exceptional. And I love that you included an APA so that it was a bit of a different vibe from the next beer, which I believe is, is like kind of more of a New England style. And, um, I feel like I'm a big fan. I don't know about you. I'm a huge fan of like West Coast IPAs uh, and like kind of the American pale ales where they're like, um, or American IPAs too, where they're sort of, you know, a bit more bitter, piney, like the older school type of stuff. You're into that, I imagine? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we yeah. do. Wild East is kind of, they're a local, they're a low, that's the local brewery down the block, but they are yes, yes, known yes. West Coast. They're known yeah. for Westies, eh? I guess Wild East kind of sounds about yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, Wild East, but they're not for Westies. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> um, though that's, I, I thought it was really great. And I feel like they're like, excuse me, like a little bit few and far between, which um, is kind of annoying. But when you do get one and they're great, it's, it's, it's money. This is fantastic. Um, it's just a winner all around. And everybody mm. that, I mean, you, you've got to, you've got to sell this on people. 
people right. know, definitely um, a hand cell, we call it. A hand cell? Why is that? I mean, people, you know, first of all, in general, at least around here, they gravitate to the IPAs. Mm-hmm. Selling an American Pale Ale, and we've got, couple, we've got a couple um, – Lizard King, uh, uh, Piperx Lizard King, we do here, and um, the um, uh, Killsborough from Staten Island, we do here, which mm-hmm. actually sells a little better just because it's got the name. But American Pale Ale, you re- you really got to um, kind of nudge people into that one, eh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I completely understand when you put it like that. Looking from the outside in uh, New York. City, I guess, and, and all the five boroughs type of thing are very much renowned for the haze. I guess yes. started with other half and kind of you know spread other, out. I, exactly, other half kind of set the template. Mm. Uh, but I mean, there are a lot, you know, and this is the hardest part of doing these beer lists is that they're all. Um, I mean, they're like. Other half, I mean, I, I go with Torch and Crown uh, and Interborough, but there's also um, in the other half. They're they're very very similar. Tor- yeah, you know, the Torch and Crown is a, a double dry opt IPA. Interborough is kind of a you know similar type thing. Gotcha. I totally yeah. So it's it's good to to sort of round out the beer list because you could have. 16 fucking IPAs on there or hazy IPAs on there. And, you know, I mean, that's, you know, I don't, you know, I don't care their half only because, A, it's a pain in the ass to get delivered in Brooklyn because they deliver local. They don't distribute. They self-distribute in Brooklyn. Okay. And, and B, I got so many similar beers. Yeah, and I feel like I, I'm a huge fanboy of other half as well. Unfortunately, there's right one here. in Buffalo and there's one in Finger Lakes in, in Rochester. So I've got like... I went there a couple of weeks ago and I'm totally satiated. I used to only go to the, to the Red Hook one. So very cool to be able to do that. But like I was saying earlier, I remember going to like Momofuku, like the, the Asian, you know, yeah. Japanese rep. Yeah. That's and they had it. Green City on tap. I was like, what is with this? This is insane. I'm like, it pisses me off about Canada. I'm like, how the fuck can I just go to any old place? I mean, I know it's like a chain restaurant, but I, I quite like the, the ramen there. In Toronto, right? There's one in, I think there is there and there's that little exactly but they just you go to that place i did not expect to have other half on tap and i'm like this is wild to me my girlfriend's friend lived there um she's a travel nurse so she lived in like midtown and she had a bar in like the lower east side that she really loved called i think it was sunny's sunny's bar sunny's corner bar or something like that i don't know what you're talking about it's called it's sunny it is on near st mark's Mark's. yes so on yes near proletariat there so that was why we were familiar with the area so she always took us there and every time they had like two other half beers so this was like 20 uh 18 19 type of thing and for me coming from out of town without going back to brooklyn it was like i just felt like going it didn't matter where i went in new york it's like i dare you to try and find a shit beer like there was great stuff everywhere i went and i really find that that's a consistent thing in the US. I feel like any, at least maybe, you know, even around Vermont, which we went to a lot because we lived in Montreal for a decade and that's right there. So Vermont mm-hmm. is one of the best, you know, it doesn't matter where you go, everywhere's phenomenal. Where's Treehouse out of? Is that Vermont? 
Uh, no, that is Massachusetts. So we actually just went there in August. So there's five locations. Um, there's one in Charlton, Mass, which is about an hour west of Boston. Then there's Tewksbury, which is the golf course one, and that's about 30 minutes or so north of Boston. Then there's like Sandwich, which is down on the kind of the coast. And there's a couple other ones I always forget about. And they just announced their opening one in Saratoga Springs, New York, which is like 30 minutes yeah. north of Albany. So even for us, it's still a hike, but to go to to Saratoga Springs to go there, then to go to Fidens and then come back, in a, it's a long day, but uh, very dope that they're going to be doing that. So yeah, Treehouse and then Trillium, uh, mostly in Boston. they got three at least in Boston with um, Boston Common, Fort Point, and uh, Fenway. So it's I mean, all around that. That's one of that's a that's a nice beer. That's one of those beers that people kind of you can't get that in New York. Which one? Any treehouse stuff? Or any treehouse. Any treehouse. They don't distribute, from what I understand. Um, I think they keep and dude. I don't know if you've. I guess you haven't been there, but the um, it's the most insane. I had to watch a YouTube video to learn how to be a patron. That's how serious it is. You got to no. rock up. And they've got these QR codes and if you, and you have to scan the QR code and you have to buy drink tickets and the drink tickets are $8 and that'll get you anything. But say if it's an 8%, it's like 12 ounces. If it's like a 6%, it might be 16 ounces and they have cocktails. So my girlfriend was drinking a cocktail or whatever. And then if you want to get beers to go, you got to scan a different QR code and prepay and they don't take Canadian credit cards. So you have to use the Apple pay or it doesn't work. <laughs> It was like a whole, or it was actually pretty cool in the end because it wasn't super busy, but I've seen um, those, those, like, those Instagram and Twitter accounts where they've got a drone to show you like the lineup of people and they have a shuttle bus from the lower car park to the upper car park. Like it's fucking bonkers. Um, but it was really cool when we went in August, late August, it was, um, it was great in the end. It, I was a little worried it was going to be like too busy, but it was we kind of walked in it was just more like getting the payment to work was the biggest headache everything else was a breeze but i think they try and get you to have that on-site experience to try and come there and it's super you know beautiful in the middle of nowhere most of them are in the middle of nowhere which yeah, i think is nice. i've seen like the pictures of their 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 i don't know whatever it's called it looks more like a like a rest stop i don't know <laughs> the the main one maybe that's the child the big one is like it's the most fermenters I've ever seen in one place. And it's this big, beautiful building, but it's kind of like very focused on outdoors. I don't know what that's going to be like in the winter. They probably move it all indoors, but yeah, man, they just have really interesting experiences. Like it was cool to go. And that's why I was like, well, we're going to uh, Portland, Maine from Boston. So we're going North anyway. Let's just swing by the other one with the golf course. That was a total different experience. It was a bit more. Well, that's a trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we had like we drove we did like ten days all around New England. I was like, by the end of it, I was like, I don't want to see beer for like a week. I'm tired of this. But it was um, it was cool just to see those and have the experience there. And they definitely had like the the places we went to in Boston. We tried to go to went to Trillium, but we didn't go to any other breweries. Oh, a couple in Cambridge, but we went to a bunch of beer bars and and like we were trying to get as much uh, lobster rolls and um, clam mm. chowder as we could. And just to try and see what's up, they had all the, they had interesting stuff. They had New York beers and Vermont beers and all these different stuff on on tap. So it was actually really cool to be able to try a bunch of different stuff from um, you know within Boston from that. So it seems like just kind of like you guys, you know, you got Connecticut stuff and um, your know, Massachusetts stuff. Same thing happening up there. It was it was definitely a vibe. What different. is that for beer that's very big? I can't remember what it's called. It's like skulls on the uh, 
on the can. Skulls. So yeah. the biggest brewery is the Alchemist. Have Hedy Topper. The Alchemist. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So um, they actually have the big sign right down there. I have uh, oh, look at that right here. A bit of a Hedy Topper right here. So I haven't had it for a while. We went there a couple like a couple months ago, and they have a little beer garden now. So yeah, Vermont Vermont has some really cool stuff. If you are you able to get Vermont beers on tap and stuff, is that something you can do? Um, I mean you. There's nothing that comes to mind. Oh, um, the other thing I have from Vermont that we carry, Von Trapp. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Von Trapp is, they've got like, it's like, you know, the, the dude who owns it. We had him on the pod. They're he's, real Von Trapp. They're like he's, sound of music. He's the grandson. Yeah. Of Maria Von Trapp. It's fucking crazy. He was the nicest yeah. dude. The place is like one of those big, beautiful, like it's totally your vibe, like the big, german beer hall thing with the the wooden banisters in the ceiling and schnitzel and shit like fire um which beers do you have from uh von Trapp? We, carry, we carry the vienna lager great choice fantastic choice too. hell yes that's great anything you can get from vermont i would uh absolutely co-sign um th there's some that's what I noticed the last time I was in New York, which would have been unfortunately in 2019. Um, I remember every time I went to like a convenience store that had beer, um, they often had a lot of Vermont stuff, which was very cool. So it's, um, I imagine there's definitely some distributor out there that's pushing it. Um, at one point, it seemed to be like, I'm in New York. I want to drink New York beer, like Vermont, fuck off, like relax. Like I'm trying to like do it. Was, it was pretty wild, but um, you know, a lot of places had Hill Farmstead on tap and um yeah that's that's very popular hill hill's great hills where's lawson's from 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 what uh they have a yeah because yeah. we, we, we were carrying sip of sunshine on, on on keg which was really popular except you start seeing it at the, at the local walgreens down here you know yeah. just like, oh, I think <laughs> when we we're in boston we saw bus stops or train sorry train station entrances with banners i'm like where did they get this money from like they they're not that kind of brewery they got a beautiful brewery now they used to just kind of contract but it, it was i understand it's, there's probably not a lot of value to, for you to put that on if it's kind of just a, from trader joe's i think pretty much i mean they they're they're in trader wouldn't joe's be surprised. which is enough to yeah there's jackpot yeah totally um yeah. there's some really i mean fiddlehead do some great stuff um burlington beer co um foam foam are incredible if you can get some foam um they they, they do some great stuff I'm just trying to visualize when we went, we didn't get to we're only each place for like two days. So everything was kind of crammed in. And I, I we used to go like three, four times a year. Cause in Montreal it was like hour and a half door to door right. type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't been back since we left. So either way though, yeah, there's, there's, there's a ton of really, really great um, Vermont beers. Obviously yeah, Von Trapp, if you're able to get that, that's uh, totally. Yeah, Von Trapp we get again from the Anheuser Busch guys. Good for them. I mean, they're 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 really impressive. It's just kind of yeah. it's kind of an oddball it's kind of an oddball pairing, but yeah. they're really. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that list. God damn it! That's uh, it's that a sounds... really impressive list. I mean, it, it, it's and they've got um, which is another scene onto itself. They got a lot of great Staten Island beers. Huh? Who's so you said Killsborough was in Staten Island? Killsborough, and there's another one. Um, I mean, they're all they're all named after you know. These garbage dumps on Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I could we could probably even like find out Staten Island craft breweries and see what they come up with here. The flagship, Killsborough. 
Flagship's the other one, yes. Okay. The hop show. Oh, that's kind of all they're showing. That, that may be it. But, they, but, they, but they've got a good they, – they both have a good rep. That's awesome. Good for them. Um, what were we talking – oh, yeah, we're on your list. That's what we were doing, goddammit. We got distracted with the Vermont talk. Um, this is this is looking great. So then you've got Single Cut, which we're going to we're gonna drink some of their stuff. I love Single Cut. you got their Session IPA, which is interesting that a Session is at 5%, which is kind of more of a pale ale, but whatever. It's branding. Yeah, it's – it's just a wonderfully drinkable beer. It's got all the flavors, all the notes, everything you want from an IPA, but it's just easy as fuck to drink. Oh, yeah. And these guys make great stuff. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a dozen beers. I mean, I have another beer from them that you can, that you can choose. You can't go wrong with these guys. Never had a bad one, personally. Every yeah. time I see them. I would always grab uh, grab a can. So that's a fantastic one. This is the other one I was going to mention before. You got KCBC, Kings County Brewers Collective. They're also in Bushwick. Bushwick, yes. They were up the road from the Airbnb we stayed at when we – this is like six years ago or something. And I was – I remember I bought a couple four-packs and I was very impressed. So you got the Superhero Sidekicks, the 6.9% great, IPA. Great, great beer. Easy as hell. To Wicked drink. choice. Hell yes. Such a good choice. Um, another one, and I had this beer, the the next one, um, randomly we're waiting at like 2 a.m. to get into a um, – what do you call them? Speakeasy somewhere yeah. in Manhattan. And it's uh, Industrial Arts Wrench New England IPA. Yeah, they're what? all they're, – they're great. They're all – What's their deal? Uh, they're all – they don't do small beers. That's mm. my take on it. I mean, this might, this might be the equivalent of 7.7. 7. That's a light beer for these guys. <laughs> they do like impact wrench. It's all, I mean, they're all like kind of like shop class, like takes on the tools and things like that. But oh. they'll, Where are they based? Beacon is upstate New York. That's kind upstate. of, uh, you know, it's Dutchess County. It's maybe like uh, an hour and a half out of, out of New York. Okay, that's not so bad, but I remember this one was a, was bomb. So this and oh, it's mosaic citrus, so you can't go wrong. Great choice on that one. Great beer. Um, you got one of your neighbors. You got threes with the SFY uh, eight point three double IPA. Uh, threes, and you know, in all honesty, I'm not a huge fan of most of the stuff they make. Okay. Uh, uh, this, on the other hand, bowled okay. me over. And um, I think it's actually nine point four. Maybe they're all maybe the menu that on your web. I'm just reading from your website here, and I think this is embedded from. It looks to me like it's embedded from Untapped. Maybe it's maybe that's why it tastes not as strong as I think. It's, it's like the most drinkable, even with eight point four. It's like the most drinkable eight point four that um, that they that they do incredibly smooth, incredibly easy. And SFY stands for something like you know. You know, shit fucking yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's it's, perfect. It's a great beer. Hell yeah. That's This is great. There's so many options, dude. And I'm not even – there's still like a whole bunch more even just IPAs. We're still going. Um, you got Sloop Juice Bomb, which I feel like is pretty common. I feel like they've really gone hard on this common, one. It's a common beer. I mean, I mean that to me – It's you a know, good one in, though. In Manhattan, so, you know, in Manhattan, it's kind of pushing the envelope. I mean, right. We serve in Manhattan. That's one of the. It moves very, very well in, in our Manhattan location. Um, but in, in the Manhattan location is like fan, fancy. I don't know what you call it, but it's a little fancy. Gotcha. But uh, the I just like that beer. 
That's kind of why I it's agree. there. Dude, I think it's that's important. Good. Hell yeah. I, I think it's a great one. And I almost feel like because I know you, what you, this is kind of, it reminded me just of what you were saying about Lawson's earlier. I feel like that's not really that much of a bad thing though, because like you said, you're getting a mix of people. You're getting the people from the neighborhood. You're getting the people from the rock climbing. You're getting like the construction workers, but then you're getting the beer nerds. So if, even if people are more of a casual beer consumer or maybe a bit newer and they've seen, I saw this in Trader Joe's at, um, in Rochester recently. And I was thought it was so cool that they had that at, at Trader Joe's. So that means there's more people going to be exposed to this and maybe people will be more inclined to kind of give that a crack and wants to give that like, all right. Let's see what else they got. You know, something a little familiar to. Yeah, to the fact that they can offer this as opposed to like, you know, people say, you know, what do you have as like a Budweiser? What do you have as like this? It's like, well, we have, you know, I mean, it's kind of like the Von Trapp, you know, the Vienna Lager. It's like, well, why don't you try this? Mm. Which comes in. Have you ever seen the can on the Von Trapp? I don't have one with me right now. I have one in another room. I can grab it if you it like. But like a, It looks like a Budweiser can. It's a the same bit. And they, they really kind of play it up. Yeah, <laughs> they do. With the little, the shorties and then those little 12 packs. Yeah. 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 So I grabbed the 12 pack because I had the mixer and I had, I love that, that they had the mixer. They had, I think the, the Kolsch, the Pills, the Hellas and the, uh, the Vienna. I was like, it's perfect. It's great. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that familiarity does help some people get over the line. And I I think that. That's what I've learned. Nothing wrong with that, bro. That's the one, you know, this is a little businessy thing that I've kind of learned, which is, you know, you get a good bartender and they'll say well what do you usually drink well we don't have that but we have this try it and they love it yeah you, you got to do it that way it's the only way to kind of get people on meet them where they're at get on their level and just be like hey look totally get it this is pretty close but try this it's got this you know and if they come in there open-minded and they're going to sit around and have some food and have have a drink anyway you know the, the staff are definitely going to be encouraging them to do a little sample or something at least to, yeah you know. well we do we do those little you know tasting flights and things like that and uh that's fun yeah i think that's important too because some people just want to try a bit of everything and some people may want a whole you know they'll try like whatever four five six samples and then they'll be like all right let me do a full pour of this one and you know Truthfully, you don't, you don't really have to buy a tasting flight here. I mean, you, bottom line is we pretty much uh, – you can try as many as you want. We don't care. You know? Which is We're great because trying to find – give people yeah. the opportunity to find what they like and so they can you know enjoy the experience. I love you that. Be happy. Yeah, man. I think that's awesome. Um, you got Interborough Lifted IPA, which is great. Another 6%, which is – these two, are, I, I love that 6, 6.5. That's my personal favorite like IPA zone. I think that's – um. Lift is a little, you know, it's um, you know, nice mix, man. It's a little lighter than you know, because it's funny. Like they do a lot of stuff, you know. It's a little lighter than the superhero sidekicks. It's uh, it. Uh, I had that. KCPC and Interborough like do some stuff together. They're very, they're. I think they're like located like right next door to each other. Uh, if I'm not, you know what? Because I know KCBC's in Bushwick. Interborough was close to. Grim, and I think you just told me that those two areas are pretty close together. So they're all the same. Bushburg, yeah, yeah, Bushburg. That's right. So that would make sense. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed. I haven't actually had this lifted one, but um, when I went to Interbro, because I didn't know it was there. The last time we were in New York, I went to Grim, and then we did like a bit of a, a bit of a crawl for a whole day, and went to a whole bunch of places. And I was really impressed with um 
with Interborough. Like the whole, pl- the vibe was cool. They were playing hip hop. All their beers are named after like Raekwon songs and like from Wu Tang. And they do the collabs with uh, Run the Jewels and stuff. Like very impressed. It was just like totally different to anywhere else. And the beers were great. So yeah, they're great. They're, you know, the people, as far as like people that I've dealt with, um, they're the best. They're the best. Love to hear that. That makes me happy. They well, you are, deal with good people, man. They're really the best. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, as far as like music names, I think you really got to go with single cut. I mean, that, which I guess single cut is is a is a Les Paul. I guess it's a single cut. Ah, oh, that's a, yeah. that's what's named after. Okay. Yeah, like single cutaway on the guitar. Oh, I guess like eighteen watt IPA. Okay, yeah. so they got like the rock stuff. Maybe Interbrew yeah. got more the hip hop yeah. stuff. It's kind of rock and roll with, with these guys. That's dope. I love to and see that, bro. Them. They got a lot of vinyl in that place. Okay, man, I have to go there now. Where where is Single Cut again? A store. Oh, Astoria, Queens. They're Queens. Um, it's kind of odd. My my partner uh, lives in Astoria, which is um, you know more. It's not a hip part. You know, it's not a hip part of Queens. Oh, I see. He like, just like knows it. It's just like they're right. It's right by his house. So it's like his, his local hangout. They're very. Um, oh, it's way up there. They don't pretend to be any. They don't pretend to be anything. They're not. Uh, it's just yeah. A, a beer. Hell yeah! Okay, I have to. Ch- I've never like been that far in Queens. I went to Long Island City, like LIC Brewing last time, Beer Project, mm-hmm. and that yeah. I was like, oh, I'm in Queens. So, okay. Um, we don't have it on the list at this moment. Or maybe we did uh, uh, coated tiles. Okay. Which is, uh, an ale they make is really nice. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, you got uh, Wild East Trouble in Paradise, 8.7 double IPA. Hell yeah. Oh, collab with Pressure Drop from Buffalo. Yes. I should look into that. Buffalo, eh? What's up with Pressure Drop? Do you know anything much about I don't them? Know much about them. You ever heard of them? No, honestly, I'm adding it to my list right now. I have a Buffalo list. Um, I do not know. I know it's that like there's. That's kind of a Pressure Drop. Like it's like a reggae thing, I think, the Pressure Drop. Something. Uh, okay. I'm going to look them up, dude, because that's fire. Um, I'm looking for more cool stuff in Buffalo because I just don't know shit about what's happening out there. So I'm trying to um, soak up all the knowledge because I, I was I lived in Montreal for 10 years. So I know all about Vermont back to front, but I know nothing about Buffalo aside from other half. It's a really uh, fun town. Yeah. I, I love Buffalo. I feel like everyone fronts on it a bit. I, I think Buffalo is great. It, particularly now, they really like uh, not the gentrification. Yeah it's fire i feel like there's like great coffee great food great beer it's a vibe i feel like it's just it's a cool yeah. city um you've also got pipeworks uh lizard king from chicago okay well you know that that was just i liked it and again Love like, it. when you start moving away um uh, we actually were moving towards killsborough on that because i found a local one that i like but when you start moving away from a certain flavor profile, which is, I think, the New York flavor profile, which I think other half kind of started it. Mm. You've got to move geographically away from New York. That's fair. Just to try and switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Look, Chicago, I don't know what – I've been there but like a decade ago, and I, I haven't been able to get my hands on a ton of stuff from there, but I've always heard really good things. So I think it's like – 
I think it's also interesting as well for you to like sprinkle a bit of stuff from from out of town in it's here. Just that's kind of like the Goza, you know. Yeah. The, West, you know, the German just, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't think I think that's a solid move. I think that's great. Just fun because it introduces people to new stuff and it shows that you're like pulling in the things that um, you feel are the best suited for your clientele here. And they're like, once people, you know, come once they'll come back a couple of times you know they'll start to trust you but all right cool well if you guys are putting this on you're doing it I mean, for a reason i really wish i had 30 drafts i mean grant if i had that i wish i had 40. well you got 20 <laughs> already 20 is great yeah. this I is a yeah. very eclectic list um you got transmitter which you were just talking about before the saison which is cool yeah. oh with uh wild yeast cultured from blueberries all right Hell i mean yeah. it does um you know it's kind of uh it doesn't taste like a fruited beer or anything like that. It's just still just wild yeast like, from. It's like, a, it's like an overtone. Gotcha, love it. It's good because you got to have a little bit of farmhouse. Yeah. I imagine that because you only have the one farmhouse beers, maybe you're a bit of a grower uh, out there. A bit of a what? A grower, like as in people aren't really. You have to sort of warm them up to to say something. You really, bit. you really do. I understand. I think that's, that's most. Uh, yeah, that's a niche thing, but. Um, it's something I like. It's good to have one on, man. Um, I feel like because coming once again, I'm coming from Montreal, like in Quebec, they love that shit. So it's everywhere. So it's every market, like even out here in Ontario, though, hardly any. So it's. I also do, I mean, it depends. I kind of rotate back and forth with uh, Omega Gang Hennepin. Oh, I think I've had that. At a Cooper sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm going Hannah Pin. I'm pretty sure I've had that one. Yeah. And these guys, I mean, that's that's funny. That's actually um that's an early craft beer. Um they were um somehow it's the same ownership as uh Duval. Oh uh, they did get bought bought by Duval, yeah. Yeah, because I because for a while, and that that was like my early my old place, my early exposure to craft beer, and I gather when I was buying it, they were brewing it at Duval because they didn't have, they didn't have enough capacity in Cooperstown, so they were mm. brewing it at Duval, in Belgium, New York, in Belgium, <laughs> shipping it to New York, and marketing is made in Cooperstown. They repackage it. Ooh, are they allowed to do that? I guess so. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind yeah. of an upgrade in a way. I mean, it's like some pretty hard, yeah. You know, it is kind of dropping the price. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess so. I mean, I, yeah, you build it in, but I guess if they're brewing their farmhouse beer in Belgium, where it was invented, brewing their farmhouse in Belgium and that's pretending cool. it was in New York, whatever, whatever sells the product, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, look, that's great. I love it. That means they're only going to be making quality beer. So that's dope. Um, you've also got a nice wheat beer, like a Hefe from, uh, from Grimm, another local, local legend. Very cool, very interesting. Uh, I guess once again, just one of those bad boys. Um, pro- I would imagine Hefeweizen is still kind of popular. You know? I feel like a lot of people drink that. I mean, it's a, you know, it's kind of going the German thing. We were doing, we were doing Schneiderweiss for a while, and again, Great that's one of the beers that's um, people in the industry, you know, in the back of the house will tell you it's a bitch of a beer to. The kegs are inconsistent. Uh, it doesn't pump well. There's a lot of issues with it. So we went local and people love it. Dude, even better. 
much better end of day. Another one you've got. Oh, I heard about this beer. Mast Landing in Westbrook, Maine. One of the Maine. best beers ever. Gunner's Daughter, Milk Stout. So that was a brewery that we were supposed to go to in Maine, and it was just there wasn't enough time. People kept talking about that. I kept seeing their stuff everywhere. So that's fun, man. Seriously, one of the best beers. I mean, it tastes like um, it's like chocolatey and nutty. It doesn't have nuts. You know, it has like all these kind of overtones but doesn't have the, you know, it tastes like there's like almonds in there, but there isn't, you know, it, it's, uh, it's something special. That's and awesome. And as a hand sell, anybody that tries it, loves it. Hell yeah. And once again, that's the only stout on the list. So that would be, I guess, stouts really aren't kind of crazy popping. No, they're, they're not. No. Uh, but this one, the bartenders love it so much. It'll move. Hell yeah. That's what you need, right? Bartenders and the ones. They're enthusiastic about it. I mean, I'm enthusiastic, but it's not somebody I thought of ever putting on the list. I'm just like, this is fucking good. I got I to carry this shit. Hell yeah, man. I like, oh, look, at least you got one. I feel like the great thing is like, you've got like, you know, it's like heavy on crispy. He's got a whole bunch of hoppy beers, but you've still got a representation of farmhouse of, of like a Hefeweiss and a stout. And then the next one's a Talia, um, peach berry punch, uh, fruited sour which is great. So there's like another sour beer. So at least you've kind of got one of each of those last four styles, something to represent it. And fruited sours, you know, I mean, they, I mean, they're, they're pretty big here still. I mean, they definitely um, got a following and, and these guys do it the best. Hell yeah. I'm really going to get out. They really. Um, yeah. That's fire. Man. Well, collective arts was the other one that I found. That's really good. Was the guava goza. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, their fruited beers are very good. Yeah, hell yeah, that's great. And then the last two things on the uh tap list two different ciders, um, Brooklyn Cider House and Wolfer Estate Vineyard, both both New York. So you got dry rose cider and a kind of dry hard cider, which is great. So you got a little two different sort of variants of ciders, particularly. I really like the Wolfer, you know, that's actually a carryover my other place in Manhattan. I love that product. It's great. They're good people. Uh, the winery, it, the winery is nearby. Their wine is very good. Um, you know, in all honesty, um, Brooklyn Cider House. I think I may have tried it once. I thought it was all right. You know, it's good. It's just not my. Um, you know, it, yeah, it's like apple juice to me. It's not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I'm not the biggest cider person but i think it's important for a well-rounded draft list to sort of you need it you need it it sells people ask for it it's not my thing but you know they're both local so i think that's important too yeah yeah um with that uh, with that so that wraps up the, the actual draft list and then the next is the bottles and cans I, i'm actually really enjoying going through this with you man this is really fun um you want to crack the uh the ipa absolutely these beers so once again Phenomenal. That Marlo, so good. Really, really, really so this good. Here, I mean, first of all, you know, this, I don't know if we're, if we're getting visual on this podcast. Oh, yeah, this is a video podcast. So. How do we, yeah, so this beer, best can ever. It's so cool. This <laughs> it's is, like, uh, it's like the cat lady gone wild. <laughs> the brewery so i had to, i had to look this up so when i got the when i got this so the brewery is called fat orange cat yes 
And the beer is called Baby Kittens. And it's a 6.5% uh, New England um, out of North Haven, Connecticut. And that's and distributed by 12%. So I guess that's the... They're just a the, great... Inter, interesting, interesting distributor. Um, just a lot of neat, uh, neat kind of niche beers. Hell yeah. And that's what I was saying to you. I can't remember if it was off air or on air, but uh, when I was in... Um, Rochester recently I went to a weg I was trying to get we only did a day trip so I was trying not to buy four packs because I didn't know how much I could bring back because I never do day trips I always go at least for a weekend oh look at that and is um there, is, there a, is it like potato chips it was like a rule of bringing those things back or well they they tax you and I didn't want to get taxed so I brought I went to when we went to Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's is the greatest uh place on earth so we always do TJ's runs and we go and drop like hundreds of dollars in TJ's and we got a little like I'm in the basement now and we have like shelves with all our overstock stuff <laughs> all of our spice cabinet is all TJ's and I got all the chips and all that crap and um so I managed to get a whole bunch of Oktoberfest beers funnily enough we'll talk about that before from TJ's but everywhere I went I only had four packs I was like ah oh, it's the one time like I want to avoid it but when I went to Wegmans they had this singles um thing and they had this beer um there and I'd only ever seen it because we were doing this pod and I was like this is cool I was like I I, I just I I was kind of surprised that I hadn't uh seen this one before particularly if it was in like yeah what's the deal with these guys I mean that's a pretty hilarious name fat orange cat for a brewery I mean, and then and, and the label looks like these episodes are hoarders you know when they go in the place and all the cats come out <laughs> <laughs> it very much looks like that um the it's like a nice the the body of this beer is like it's like totally like a big juicy hazy ipa and i've even yeah. got all of the the beer in there yet it's got everything going on i i think were this like a local brewery did they open like a place in bushwick this thing will be flying out the door killing it eh and <sighs> that smells amazing cheers my bro Cheers. I mean, this. Uh, oh, nice. It's very much. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Very much a New York IPA. Yeah, and exactly. Style, and it's easier drinking than most IPAs I've, you know, of this style. I, I, yeah. I think it's easier, easier drinking than other half. Um, but sometimes the other half can be a bit, bit intense. Yeah. But it's um, it's kind of a niche thing. People don't people don't know the brand. I think maybe they. Uh... Yeah. Well, the I'm looking at Untapped because I get a lot of information from that, and um, they have thirty three thousand check ins to this beer. And it's got a average rating of three point nine five, which is pretty damn high. Like if you can get close to four, that's pretty good of that many uh, check ins. I mean, I see it even like on our Untapped thing. Uh, the um... People yeah, checking yeah. this item. It's it's more for me. I don't like. I don't really care for the ratings. I just like it as a record of because of the podcast and because of I always post all the reviews and stuff. I it's hard to remember what the fuck you've drank. because yeah. I I only review beers, you know, one time. I obviously have the beers multiple times, but I review them once. So I use Untapped as a uh, like a method of um, keeping track. Really, yeah, yeah just to know what's going on and sometimes like, i don't look at the the numbers ever because i don't care what anyone else thinks but i do look 
at the comments that people leave uh on the beer so sometimes people check in they'll be like you know they'll describe some of the tasting notes and i always find that super interesting and they take a photo and they'll leave a photo of the beer so it's like to to see what it looks like you know sometimes before you buy it you want to see is it like a like this to me is exactly what i'm looking for this is like like a like yellow milk i'm looking through i'm looking like totally hazed out i cannot i cannot see through this uh no (laughs) that that's what i'm looking for Dave. Yeah. I'm looking for that uh, that fog right there, and I typically find that the beers that look like this have the mouthfeel that I'm looking for. That real creamy, um, you know, once you get all the yeast from the bottom of the can, you rouse that yeast and, and get it in. Um, oh, the nose is great. It doesn't say what hops in it. it. Doesn't say it doesn't. I mean, I think they're. Oh, that's fantastic. It's on the cats, you know, it's all about the kittens. It's all right? about the kitties. No one even cares about the goddamn. Uh, the hops. And it's all I about the kids. Kind of like their uh, their smaller beer. I don't know. You wouldn't call it. A, you wouldn't call it a uh, a session. I don't know what you'd call it. But you know, they're, they're, these are the baby kittens. There's some sort of like grown up kittens, or you know, fat cats, or something like that. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, like fat. I, I like that they were at least the like baby kitten. Oh, do you know why it's probably baby kittens? Because this is six point five percent. They probably have right. a lot a larger right. one. Right, this is their light beer. This is kind yeah, of their... this is their light beer. <laughs> um, this is great. I mean, this is back to back Connecticut beers, dude. This is fire. Mm. Mm. Honestly, this is amazing. This is really good. Um, uh, it's like super tropical. Um, if I'm not sure on the hops, I, I, I would probably even hazard a guess that it's like citra mosaic type of thing. Um, it's definitely giving that kind of. You know, citrus, mango, pineapple. There's no mention at all. But yeah, how did you discover these guys? Was it the the the, the same distributor? This was the person who was my guide. Uh, oh, helped you with that? Yeah. Helped me out. Recommended that I reach out to Twelve Percent. I never heard of these guys. Okay. And I mean, they're a really small distributor. They've got you know. It's not like a big book of beers they have, but everything they brought in. I mean, they they brought in that mass landing. Everything they showed me was great. Hell yeah! This was like, not the Anheuser Busch one, right? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, they're actually they are also uh, the uh, the Westbrook is them also. Okay, okay. So this they is serious I mean, to But yeah, they they really. Um, I was super impressed. Like everything they showed me was great. I'm like, all right, this is you know. This I is wish really good. I, I wish I was located in Connecticut. It's all I would carry, you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, at least you're able to to get a bunch of that stuff in. Yeah. I I would almost feel that like Connecticut beer is kind of like fronted on a little bit. Like I feel like it's not anything that anybody particularly talks about. That's Connecticut. Nobody talks about Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> It's a typical. It's typical for the state. I mean, nobody is. Poor guys. Live, I mean, what, you know, what do you know about people? People live there. That's all we. Yeah, and they have Highlight and Hartford and Milford. That's all we know. <laughs> that's all they got, and that's all they need. Yeah. It's. Um, I'm looking at the uh, the Fat Orange Cat website, and it says as of December 2021, they're closed to the public, and all they do is distribute, which interesting. is interesting. So I. Don't know why I was, I was trying to find some information about the the beer. Okay, and the the beer. 
It was named after their cat named Billy, who was a fat orange cat. All right, fair enough. That's what they're saying, because there's only two things on the website about us and the name. That's it. <laughs> Look, people ask, like, where did Evelyn's come from? Yeah, uh, where did it come from? It's my partner's mother-in-law. Okay. And where did what was the deal with that? Was it just like uh, a... My, my, my partner's 80 years old, so his mother-in-law, you know, it's turning a long time back. It was kind of an homage to his mother-in-law, or at least, you know, his wife wanted it to be an homage to his mother-in-law. That's dope. I like that. <laughs> that, that that's, you know, that's the extent of it. So... Uh, That'll work. Whatever. And, that you know, makes sense. I, I, I come to like it. I like it. I think Evelyn's Tap House is a cool name. Yeah. There was a venue in Mel. I'm from Melbourne, Australia, and we used to we do music. My brother and I do music, and we used to perform at a venue called Evelyn, the Evelyn, every week. So I was like, ah, oh, no nice. kidding. Yeah, just like a whatever little venue. Um, very cool. So I tied up, tied up in together. Um, this is fantastic, by the way. Okay, so now this is your part of the. Uh, obviously, you curated the 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 draft list to be you know appealing to a lot of people, et cetera. Um, now we've got the can bottles and can list. And this was, as we were saying earlier, this was your specific kind of personal taste. These are things that I liked. Things I mean, that you like. But yeah, you know, plus the non-alcoholic beer, but though granted, you know, uh, two of the, actually all these non-alcoholic beers I like. So I, 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 I bought all, athletic recently. I've had all of these ones I'm looking at here and they're fantastic. The, the golden ale, the upside down golden ale. Yep. Uh, upside Dawn Golden Ale from uh, Athletic. Great one. And also the Run Wild IPA. Both great uh, great choices. Really good. You've also got the one you mentioned before, the Owls Classic, the Lager. Now, Owls. Um, Are they more local? What's their deal? No, I, I've actually met Al. Uh, oh, Al's a guy. There is an Al behind Owls. Mm. And I think he is out of like Denmark or something like that, Al. But he's <sighs> in the. They're brewing it in Wisconsin, you know, I don't know. The, he's telling me a story. I forget the details other than that, like he was looking for a place to brew his non-alcoholic beer. And it's one of these like, uh, like Ham's Brewery, like somewhere in Wisconsin, like one of these like old Paps with Ribbon beer. You know, ah, sure. And uh, it looks like a PBR in the can. It looks like a, looks like a Schaefer. Schaefer. You know what a yeah. I can look that up. Schaefer was like a beer? Schlitz. It's, you know, mm. up in New York. I know Schlitz, yeah, yeah. If you go up in New York, you would be, you know, if you go to like Yankee Let's Stadium, see. like growing up, you'd have Schlitz or Schaefer. I see. I just Googled it. Okay. Yeah. It looks like that. Yeah. It kind of looks like Genesee, the north, uh, you know, like Jenny, Western New York. Yeah. Yeah, little Jenny. Okay. That's great, though, because then you got a lager and IPA. And another, well, I guess it's like a golden ale lager type of thing from. Um, yeah, it's a real, you know, it, it's better than Paps, that's for sure. Hell yeah, man! Look, I'm a big fan personally. Pretty, like, uh, pretty low bar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I got I got personal beef with Paps. It made it fucked me up one time, and I can never drink it. But <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, non-alcoholic beer. Period. I just think it has a great place in craft beer, and I drink it um, every week on my off nights. Um, we buy, we bought athletic. We have, there's a bunch of local stuff. That's really fantastic. Um, my girlfriend, and I love non-alcoholic beer. I think it's great. I think it has a really important place and I feel like it makes people who 
come to the bar and they kind of like, you don't want to feel like that awkward person right. not drinking. Exactly. And, you know, I don't feel like, you know, I'm around here. I'm around here too much. You don't want to always be drinking. Yeah, you always be drinking. So, you know, I'm here for like 10 hours a day, you know, a couple of days a week. This is, you know, this is the new location. Yeah, I can't be drinking all the time. I mean, I can be, but, you know. <laughs> well, you could be. Probably not so good for you. So at least <laughs> this is minimal calories. They're less than 100 uh, calories per can. They taste great. And it's like, to me, it's almost like um, maybe what smokers do when they're quitting and they move to a vape. It's like allowing you to do right. that, the hand movement. So I can't, you have to go open the can, pull the can. Pull your hands. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Looks like beer, smells like beer, and you feel like you're a part of it without. I, had, yeah. I have, I have, I don't know about you, uh, Dave, but I have strict, because of the podcast and all the shit I have to do, I have like strict non drinking nights, like Mondays and Tuesdays. So, like, I had to meet a friend in Toronto who was from Montreal. I hadn't seen him in a bit. And it was a non-drinking night. I'm like, fuck, okay. So, we went to a brewery, and I was like, all right, first beer, I'll have a beer. I'll have a regular beer. So, I had, like, a, a Hellas. And then they had their non-alcoholic beer. So, I had the non-alcoholic beer, which was a hazy IPA. It looked just like this. Tastes just like that. Like, beautiful. And I could have that second beer as non-alcoholic and not feel like I wasn't hanging out. Right, exactly. It, 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 it's... You're part of the scene, and it really, I mean, I mean, I said the the, the golden ale. I think is just completely drinkable. Um, I, the good. IPA is very, is very good. Yeah, if I'm doing an IPA, I want a real IPA. <laughs> but you know, I the, golden ale, the golden ale is great. Um, and again, Al's Lager for what it is, uh, hits a spot. It's a spot, and I like owls, so, you know, there's an owl behind Al's locker, and that's all, you, all I need to know. <laughs> Big ups, Al. Yeah. Oh, I'm burping heavy. Oh, that's great, man. So you got three of them, and another thing I love, which is almost like a very American thing, because I haven't really seen it here, is hard kombucha from uh, Boochcraft in uh, Cali. Sells like crazy. Not oh, surprised. This is something that I don't drink. Why? Just not run into it? Once is something, you know, this is, this, this, you know, I take it back in terms of saying that, like, this can't bottles and candles was meant for with, with my tastes in mind because the hard kombucha was pretty much uh, for the climbing gym upstairs, the rock climbing people. Gotcha. Do you like regular kombucha? I don't even know what it is. Okay. I used to, I stopped drinking it recently. I can't remember why there was like a reason, but I I've lo I love kombucha. It's so good. It's like I I have it with breakfast, and you get like the sometimes it's like a little bit sweet, so you can like water it down with like sparkling water a little right. bit. And it's like it's this fermented drink. You make this thing called the mother. It's kind of like the um like a like an apple cider vinegar, and it's got that mother that shit at the bottom, that brown stuff. You mm. can make you can make this little like puck of this fucking mother stuff. And then you can chuck in different flavors. Like GT's is an American brand that we have out here. That's killer. And they do an alcoholic version of their stuff. And it's, it's so tasty to me. It tastes like a sour beer. So like any of this, like a that regular given the, the yeah. flavor. Probably, I can see that with the fruits particularly. And like, they've got a million different flavors, grape and ginger, mango, guava. The guava is the best. The guava 
tastes like that collective arts um okay. it's i would even if you, if you were going to try one of them and you've and you're not into it i would now that we've had that conversation that you like the collective grab that shit. it's like four bucks from the supermarket um fantastic just non non-alcoholic version by the way and they i've never tried the alcoholic kombucha but i'm uh interested in it because of how good the uh it's probably that and the athletic or the most pop that the athletic ipa and the uh our kombucha are the two biggest selling cans we have <sighs> that's crazy but also not surprising um I love that you've even got that though. And even if it's for the, it's probably because the hard kombucha has hardly any calories as well. It must be less than 100 calories. I'm sure, that, yeah. Which is great. And you've also got a hard seltzer. Um, it says it's for, is it sparkling still water? So is that still water, the brewery in Georgia? Yes, it is. Okay. It's a still water brewery. For some reason, I mean, it's like a spinoff, it's like still water sparkling, yes. Hmm. So I think this is really important, my girlfriend. Who co-founded the podcast with me? She's just in a in a phase right now where she's not really drinking much beer. So when we've been in the states, she's been. I love about America is that it's very easy to get additional offerings, whether you're at a bar or a brewery. There's always something, a seltzer, um, a wine, a cider, something else. So obviously, you've got all of those things here. So I think it's just really cool to have a, a hard seltzer here and pineapple. Is that the Canadian thing where you you yeah. She, <laughs> I think she's just like cutting right now. She's been cutting yeah. since the summer and she's just been very careful with um, her diet and stuff, which I very much respect. She's been like gangster about it, like really strict. Yeah. In, but in a way where like if, if she feels like it, she will know how many cows she'd be like, I'm going to have some chips and she'll just rock some chips. But at the brewery, she'd drink all the same beers as me. She's had as many beers as I have, but um, – it, it in the lot in this year, I guess specifically, she's been really wanting the seltzers, and it's been very cool. And and, and America has been very, I found, um, very welcoming for people who want something a little different than just the beers, you know. So I think it's really cool that you've got already. We're only just tap starting the beginning of this uh, can list, and you've got so many different offerings over and above any of the beers, which I think is very. It's just important for. Depends what people are doing, you know. They're in different parts. You got the non-alcoholic stuff, but then you know, you got someone like a seltzer, which is great, hard kombucha, and the other one, next, the next one's like an alcoholic ginger beer, which is also something that you can have. You want something to drink, but it's not going to be uh, too heavy on the calories either. Would be my guess. Yeah, the crabbies. Um, this is also this is kind of a carryover from. I've been carrying crabbies for like twenty years. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if there's if there's. Are you familiar with that product? I've absolutely seen that. I don't – I have ginger tea every day, but I've never had hard ginger beer, but I've seen it's very, it. It's very Scottish. It's like, you know, we don't Scottish. do like – We don't do yeah. like bullshit ginger beer with no, no alcohol. No okay. <laughs> Just punch you in the face, ginger exactly, beer. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just how we like it. Everything must have alcohol in it. <laughs> What's the point otherwise? But, uh, so, right? so that's – for years and and, and um, I mean it's a niche product, but pe people it sells here. Absolutely, it's, you know it's it's an oddball item. I always liked it. I just carried it. Yeah, man. You know, that I like it. I think that's important. This comes back to this being your custom, uh, you know, uh, curation here, um, and then 
the next one, obviously, as you specifically mentioned earlier, the Von Trapp Vienna Lager, amazing. Um, I feel like the the link on the website here is incorrect. It's saying that it's from a different place in a different state. It says from Charlotte. But no, it should be fun. No, yeah, so I think it's just pulled the it's pulled the wrong one from on top. But yeah, it's perfect. Um, that beer is killer, as we were saying. Then obviously this beer we're drinking right now, the uh, Fat Orange Cat uh, Baby Kittens, which is killer. I am so impressed with this beer. Um, this is brilliant. Um, because some Wild East Moon Atlas uh, Amber Lager. That's Very another. Cool. Uh, that's another amber. Um, I think that uh, that became Jack's Abbey. That may not be on the on the menu anymore. Might have been tapped. Yeah, that that that's pushed over to, to Jack's. Oh, Abbey. that's Jack's. Jack's Abbey moves. You know, of course, the uh, shipping uh, out of Boston. Yes, which is exactly. perfect. Phenomenal that's beer. Abbey. Uh, funnily enough, our next beer, which is the Heavy Boots of Lead from uh, Single Cut, a an eleven percent uh imperial stout which uh, is going to send us to bed which for is sure great, uh yeah first of all the name is phenomenal that's you know uh black sabbath <laughs> heavy boots of iron man oh <laughs> is it like okay i'm not a rock dude uh, yeah okay is that the name of the uh, song it's called heavy boots of lead uh iron man i am i you know heavy boots of lead <laughs> okay haven't heard it okay but that's uh, awesome but yeah this is not a small beer no, 11%. That's a big boy. That's fun. Yeah. You got the Greenport Harbor uh, Black Duck Porter. I love a good porter. Uh, beer, you know, I just thought I should have it. I thought I, I needed something, you know. A porter rounds it out a bit. Where's uh, yeah. Greenport, New York? Greenport is the – if you go to Long Island, Long Island's a pretty long island. Um, you go all the way out to the end. There's two ends at Forks. So the South Fork, which people know about, is Montauk. Is where ah, it ends. I've seen that in a million uh, things, yes. I think there are a fair amount of breweries out there. Now, the North Fork, which is more obscure, more farmland, like potato farms and a fair amount of wineries, Greenport is the last spot on the North Fork. Oh, I get it. I'm seeing here. Yep, yep, so, yep, yep. Montauk's so down – yeah, this is, you know, technically, it wouldn't be a suburb of New York, but if you were driving out there from Manhattan, a three-and-a-half-hour drive, you can practically drive to, you know. Is that how far it is to Montauk? Um, to Montauk's about three hours. Jesus. Greenport is further because the roads are shitty. Uh, technically, on this map at least, Montauk is further out, but then that would make sense that uh, – Greenport is, is – So that northern – Really undeveloped. Um, I mean, supposedly there's like a there's even like a dialect, really? uh, language they speak out there that like goes back to like the 1600s. That's just you know because it, it was so isolated for so long. Mm. That makes sense. It's kind of far away from everything. Yeah, I didn't know it was right. three hours though. That's oh, that's wild. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the traffic is moving. If traffic is moving. Okay, so that's what you're talking about where if you say you're from Long Island, people won't say you're from New York. Completely yeah. get it. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Okay. Um, then we have uh, the other beer. We had the Marlow, um, Artis Artisanal Ales uh, Eager to Share, Pale Ale, which was killer. Um, oh, you have the uh, the classic – I never know how to say this. Schlenk 
Kella. You know, I don't pronounce it either. I, I, I just call it like, you know, the Rouchfield. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it, it's, this was kind of my, my, my nod to the, you know, Northern European tradition from which our chef uh, comes from. And uh, people that know, I mean, the box and uh, I, I, I like it. Um, I think it's a difficult beer for a lot of people. It definitely is, but it's. Uh, I understand why you would have it. I always, I feel like the people who like this stuff, like, fucking love this stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you can find it anywhere else besides here, I mean, there's not many places you can find it. Well, that means people will be searching it out for sure, yeah. which is great. And of course, you got the Duvel, which is, uh, which Duvel is eight point five percent. Damn. I, for Bel- these beers are these Belgian beers are strong. They ain't mess around, eh? Damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's a classic, and like you said, it was through that um, same uh, distributor. So, I mean, yeah, that, I haven't had Duvel in forever, but uh, it's a great, uh, it's a great one to have on there. It's I've had that in years. It's probably go. No, I mean, since I I haven't had that, uh, you haven't drank it in years. Yeah, I mean, but Nash, it makes sense. Chimay is kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chimay Orval as well. Yeah, um, all those kind of like classic Belgian beers. But it's good to have that. And then the next one, obviously, is the uh, Trappist Rochefort Ten, the the quad, the eleven point three percent quad. Um, another classic. The 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 Rochefort Trappist is um, it's like the easier to get quad than like Westy Twelve or whatever. Yeah, but. But it's everyone. I, I I used to Resty Twelve was my favorite beer forever back in the day, and people keep telling me that like something like this is just as good. Um, it's a great beer. I mean, you yeah. know, again, it's 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 kind of a specific thing. But when people see it, they're just like, you know, who who want this, who like it, they're yeah. all. Over. It's just a classic to kind of like round out the the menu. So I mean, like looking at the the draft and the can list. I mean, those are both some really, this is to be honest, I had a lot of fun just talking about these beers. This is great. Like it's very cool, man. Um, I like seeing the kind of art of the curation and the fact that, you know, the, all of it is very thoughtful. And I think that's really what I want to get across to that. Anyone who's running a beer bar, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. And you've got to like appeal to so many palettes and you've only got so many taps. Um, and, skews that you can like legitimately hold in in the store that aren't going to go bad like obviously you know the, the ipas have a, a time limit and and things like that so it's um you've done a great job bro well done Thanks, very, man. Very cool. I mean, you know it's one of these things like you know you're absolutely right a lot of thought has gone into this thing really um it's immediately obvious as if you're any sort of beer drinking you're looking at this and and even if people are listening and watching now like just the the, the it's, it's just so obvious just the thought that's gone into it and how much we've talked about everything we shouldn't have been able to if, if it wasn't that thoughtful we wouldn't have been able to talk about it for that long and you always yeah. think like how can i make it better yeah i mean what yeah. do you do you take suggestions from staff or customers or anything like that to... like, yeah totally you know we're yeah. always listening you know if something doesn't go over well and yeah but you know in the easiest way you kind of see like if something's not moving, yeah, it's like, why is it not moving? And some of it is just like, you know, 
New York tastes. And in which That's case, true. you know, in which case, you know, it's a great beer. You may have to get a sixth to keep gotcha. it fresh. Right. But sometimes you got to do that. I'd rather not, but uh, you want to give someone a variety. There are people that like what we do. Yeah, sometimes you get a dud, but for the most part, I think we're. I mean, you you got to roll the dice a bit too, right? It's part of the game. Like you've yeah. got to take a educated guess as to what people are going to like and and what's going to sell and what's going to move and based on what can last for. And most of those, aside from the the hoppy beers, everything else is pretty much could sit for a while. So it's not 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 a big deal. Yeah, it's all refrigerated. Um. But no, this, it's very impressive, man, and and it's the type of place that I absolutely, um, I can't wait. Now I'm actually kind of mad that uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there to to the city until next year now. But like that's like just looking at the area, looking at what you guys what you guys are offering, and then you've got these other breweries around you. Like that's like a day to two days just in that very probably like ten square block radius of of Gowanus there. It's um yeah, and there's great food around here between us and like Red Hook and there's great barbecue out here. It's very cool, man. And yeah. I'm, I'm I just pulled up your I, menu as well on the website. I mean, your menu is 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 looking killer. I mean, you got like a lot of the 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 um German stuff as you mentioned, currywurst, uh, pretzels, good, yeah, uh, brisket, even like vegan stew, which is great. Like you know, catering to that side, um. Beer brine brisket, fuck. Beet cured salmon, let's go. Schnitzel sandwich. Oh, why do I keep looking at fucking food at 11 o'clock at night? This is amazing. I'm um, getting hungry. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of wish I wish we did this live in person at the brewery. Um, <laughs> I mean, you got the burgers, like rice bowls, like fire dessert. I mean, this is like a pretty. I also actually like one thing being from Australia. One of the things I I've been lived in Canada for 13 years. So I've been here a while and I've been around the States a bunch. So it's, but when I first moved here, the thing that got me the most was the, the, there's too much choice in North America, way too much choice to the point where I got like, sometimes I walk into a store and I just leave. I'm like, this is too much. When I first, first moved, when I was like fresh, fresh. And, um, I like that your menu is, excuse me, reasonable. Yeah. Concise, I mean, you know, yeah. You know, when you see those menus like that with like a thousand items on the menu, it's like, I hate you know, that shit. Unless you're getting the burger, like I'm picking some random thing, you know, it's going to suck. And they're going to be laughing at the kitchen. They don't even know how to make half the shit. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> they have no, they've made it like twice in six years that they've been open and shit. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like we had one of those items. It's not on there anymore. We did a pickled herring, uh, which is very, very German. Very, yeah, very. Damn. And I, I like Probably pickled too herring. <laughs> it's a little, you know, I, I like pickled herring. Uh, but it's like, if I tell the chef, it's like, someone's going to order this one of these days, and nobody's going to know how to make it. <laughs> God knows what they're going to get. We're going to be embarrassed. The, the customer's going to give us a shit Yelp review. Yeah. The last exactly. thing you need. Yeah. No, this is this is definitely smarter. And and this is all like the menu is customized by the it was all created by the the chef, the German chef yeah. you talk about. Yeah. And and he, you know, cuz the place in Manhattan it's very What's the Manhattan place? Is it also called Pardon? 
Essex, it's called. Essex, okay. And that's is it like a sister restaurant? I mean, it's I mean, it's it's sister, and then I, I own both of them. But other than that, I mean, they're kind of completely uh, different. It's, it's very different. Uh, it was a pioneer in its own right, I and mean, we they've been around for like you know twenty two years. Um, oh, wow. The Lower East Side of Manhattan, which is now like kind of a hip place, yeah. with nothing they moved there, and which has been around forever. It's kind of an institution, people, and it's. Uh, it's something when you come to New York, you go there. It's it's enormous. <laughs> I'm just looking it up now to see where it's at. Okay. The Lower East Side. I see what you're talking about. Houston. Oh, it's like near Bowery and shit. Near the Williamsburg yeah. Bridge. Okay. On Essex Street. Okay. But, you know, it, it's very different. It very much... Uh, it's not a corporate crowd, but it's definitely like a ma- more of a mainstream vibe. And the food that he makes is, you know, super, it, it's new American, but not too far out there. This was kind of like a nod to his, his roots. Is it the same chef in both? Same chef in both. Okay. Um, I'm even just checking out the beer list. I see what you're talking about. There's a few more. It's a little more uh, mainstream, but there's some gems. Like, honestly, this is a thing about America that, like, I think is so dope. Like, I could be, I mean, you got six point, uh, the, the, the pills, nice Sierra, Sierra Nevada, hazy little thing. The victory you're talking about, you got Sloop, Bronx Brewery, Lagunitas IPA, even Narragan set. Like, we went to Road, Providence, Rhode Island. They had the brewery there, which is dope. The Talia. Um, you got Magic Hat from from Burlington, Vermont, gang. More six point. Um, yeah, a beta purple haze, which is still a great beer. Um, yeah, Southern Tier two two X IPA. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, look, that's yeah, not. It, it's very, it's very much. Uh, it's nothing to sneeze at, though. No, I mean it's not. You know, but it's definitely. It's a different vibe. You're talking like. Uh, Thousands of people go through every week. It's a, it's, right. a, it's a different vibe, which, you know, granted, it enables me to do what I love. You know, it, it, uh, it's, it's, it keeps that, the lights on. It keeps the lights on. The fact that thousands of people go through every week enables me to do whatever the fuck I want, which is great. Dude, that's amazing. And that restaurant has been around for 20-something years? Like three years, maybe. Jesus. We started in, uh, we started in uh, 2000. That's insane. I uh, that's that's very important. Like, I have a business, and I just feel like anyone who's like doing that, I love. I love it. I love anyone who's hustling and, and doing business like that, bro. Congrats, that's awesome. Um, I, I think this. I think this will be next. I mean, it has that feel where you're just like. It feels people, good. People just come here; they love it. But you know, in and in another. We hold our own, but another year or so, when all these, when all this uh, construction all this construction finally finishes up, uh, we're in a good place. Yeah, man, it it really does sound like. Uh, and from much before this conversation, I'd heard only great things about Goanas and what's happening out there. It seemed to be kind of like this new, like up and coming area of Brooklyn that like everyone wanted to get in on, and the fact that. Threes and Finn back and Wild East and um, who was the other one? There's a fourth brewery. Strongbow. Pardon? Strongbow, baby? Yeah, I think it was them too. 
all in that general vicinity within a few blocks is within a few blocks. It's not even like a 10 minute it's Uber. Block and a half. I mean, they, you know, threes if I need to get to borrow some napkins or something, I go over there. <laughs> yeah. See, like that's, I don't know. I feel like it's, it, it's very future thinking. It's future, future forward, and and uh, but not that far even really. It's just more you just like all right, you just capitalize. You had the opportunity with the landlord. You're like all right, fucking let's go. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you, you, and I love that you also were everything you said. You were like you're very um, self aware of the say the Essex menu, which you were obviously used to for 23 years, and then coming into this, and you're like, all right, I need to understand what's going on. You brought someone in who who's maybe more familiar with it and allow them to assist to sort of like curate that. And now you're understanding, you've been able to talk to every single product we've talked about tonight. And in detail, I learned a, I learned a shit ton in the last year. Which is, right. When did you open by the way? This place six months ago, six months. Okay. So you would have had to start curating probably more than six months ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't know. I, I just think that's very admirable and, uh, Particularly the thought that's gone into obviously that's a passion of mine personally the 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 thought that's gone into the beer and both the the packaged and the the draft version and it's like that's the type of place I want to go to that has like really custom food from a, an authentic German chef which is even cooler and then you've got real you actual German beer imported from Germany plus you've got a whole bunch of local stuff plus some highlighted stuff from out out of state that you just think is fire I just think that's like it's dope as hell bro it's that's what you want to see when you go into a place like that. You know, it's, going... it's good to hear. You know, it's good to get good feedback. It, we seem to get a lot of that. And people like what they're doing. They like who we are. And that's um, – and this is like my own little world. It, 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 it's weird because, you know, like I said, it's like a freaking zoo I got going on in Manhattan. I come out here, it's like – the people I like, the drinks I like, the staff I like. It's it's and and it's working. Hell yeah, man! And once again, you're only just starting. If it's only been six months, and you've got this uh, construction ending within the next year or so, plus all of these institutions and super hyped businesses within minutes walk of um, of where you're at that's a, a strong indicator of like, all right, this is just, it's just a matter of time before things get like bonkers. Oh, I, we, we know we're starting to see it. We're starting to see it. We, you know, we're getting that, you know, this is our fall slash winter when, you know, shit starts hitting in general in this industry. And we're right. starting to see Are you starting to see even in, actually, that is a good question. So like in the city in fall and winter, like, does it, like everywhere else, is it just sort of like crash a little bit or what's the vibe? It's the city is really seasonal. Okay. So for us, the slow part of the year is July and August. Because everybody's left to go and goes out to the Hamptons or you know, the Long Island or the Jersey Shore or whatever they you know. Gotcha. So I mean that that's our slow time. So fall and winter, everyone's bunking in, but they still fall want to winter. go out. Everybody's doing their thing. It's the uh, the scene is fall and winter. Interesting. So we're coming uh, into the road right now. 
into that. Okay. I always get, because I once again, I was in Montreal for a decade. We get to minus 40 Celsius out there in the winter. It's a uh, an Arctic tundra hellhole. Oh, yeah. And whenever I saw people in New York, but, oh, it's snowing. I want you to slap motherfuckers in the face. Like, shut up. You guys have got it so easy. And now I'm in Ontario and it's way easier. So I think we're like a lot more similar to you. Pardon? It's warmer there? Way warmer than Quebec. Like, okay. significant. Like last okay. summer, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't even snow until Christmas Day, I think. Like normally in Montreal, it's already snowing, and like in October, so a few days ago, it was snowing, and um, right here, it's starting to get cold, but no snow yet, thankfully. But I always find that you guys get, obviously, you're probably like eight hours drive, sort of like diagonally, like south. Excuse me. So it's like obvious it's going to be um, a little bit lighter. So it makes it a little bit easier to go out in the winter and stuff. And also for for people coming from up here, cruise on down and it's uh, going to be a lot more milder and and, and sort of a lot more um, supportive of going out. You don't have to kind of dress for death. Winter here, it's two months in, in New York. You know, it's like late December, you know, mid February and then it just kind of starts to warm up. You start getting warm days. <sighs> it's not a big deal. It's not a big okay. Here it's a very big deal, but that yeah. is throwing some global warming here. <laughs> hey man, I'm here for that global warming at this point. Yeah. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, speaking of warming, shall we bust out that single cut? Oh my god, are we ready for this? The... Are we ever going to be? I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. Oh my god! Look at look 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 at the label on this thing. It's like uh, with the robot on it. The robot. The robot wants to see. Like you guys are going to go to bed. So this is a uh, 11% um, imperial stout. Let me see if I can get some more info on this. Here we go. Wow, chocolate on it. Just smelling out of the can. It's like really. Yes, chocolate and vanilla, cacao and vanilla. Very cool, nice little textured uh, label. Very dope, man. I love single cut. Oof. Oh man. Oh my gosh, it smells amazing. Really, it's something else. This is. I don't think I've had anything but IPAs from uh, single cut, so I was pretty excited about this one. They make a lot of stuff. It's it's, it's very much. I don't know if it's a New York thing or, or not, but like, like single cut, you look at like their, uh, if you look on like uh, Beer Advocate, like how many products they have, like hundreds yeah, of Yeah. What's their, uh, what's their deal? I don't know. These, these, these it, it seems to be like a bit of a New York thing where these breweries built, make like, like a hundred different beers are always like turning out new stuff. There's a there's an element of expectation of that from the uh, the crowd, where people always want the newest stuff, which I can only imagine is like a burden for a brewery. Yeah. Just being having to do that all the time, and like, well, how do you market it? What do you do with it? I mean, that's the question, right? Like, I mean, obviously, that's what the tap room is for. Um, there's also a, a a pretty strong contingent of consumers who every week, and this is probably more 
there's like the you know the hype breweries and a lot of the you know the American hype breweries kind of like pave the way for all this, but expecting new products every week, and um, it's a lot for breweries I think to to keep up with, but I mean it's fun. I mean you know yeah I mean it's, I can imagine it's definitely fun, but they're also rolling the dice on things that maybe aren't the the pressure. If you think about that pressure, right? They've got to put out something new every week that's going to appease the what they call the ticker culture from untapped. People are ticking off new beers. Right. Um, and that's what they want is new shit. And, um, but then a lot of the times the recipes aren't tested. They're just like, oh, let's come up with it right now. And it could be good, could be mid, could be shit. Like, and that's the dice roll that both the consumers and the breweries are participating in and it's a lot it's like a whole thing i think that's why they why there's always new stuff all the time because it's just the consumer demand i don't know if it's like the chicken or the egg like did consumer demand start it or did the breweries keep you know start knocking out new beers and then the people just where do they come up with it i mean yeah how many that's the thing you've got these brewers that are like forced every to think ahead of like, all right, it's going to take two weeks to make this beer, to get it all ready. So every two, three weeks out, some of them plan six months out. Some of them might be winging it, but you got to have two, three beers every week, damn near, depending on how your brewery operates. The ones that are more on the hype side have to drop new shit all the time. Some of them start to um, uh, rotate, which I think is the smartest move. So when I say rotate, meaning that like, say, Every quarter, you've got different skews that'll come out, and they will be brewed every three months, so that beer keeps getting to be improved, and they can tweak it and make it better That's and better. Approach that that it really is, and it sells out. So when that beer sells out after a month, then there's two months of that beer not existing. People are like, oh, you got this beer? Like, nah, it'll come back soon. And then they're like, fuck, I need that beer. And then the beer will come back and they're like, all right, sick. This new batch, this batch is killer. We tweaked it. Now the, the mouthfeel is better. The body's better. The dry hop. So I think it's, I, I've seen the first one I saw doing that was Burlington Brewing Company in um, Burlington, Vermont. I thought that was the coolest thing ever that they did that. And they brought this, you know, instead of having everything year round, they got like they bring it back multiple times a year, but they know when it sells out, then they'll be able to bring it back, have a little bit of a gap. A lot of, you know, stuff comes out, it sells out immediately. Yeah. And and that's the whole kind of point. They know that it's going to sell out immediately. So they like are able to structure the next drop to give it a bit of a gap to create consumer demand and then bring it back again. Um, On top of, new releases that they're just randomly dropping and if it works and people really love it they might be able to bring that back again so i don't know i think that's the most effective yeah, method I, it's interesting i feel uh, alternatively i feel like wild east which is known as like a west coast ipa people mm-hmm. they think it seems to be a constant improvement i think is you know so i what, pretty much i asked them what's your west coast ipa and like Every, I don't think I ever had the same West Coast IPA. Anytime. Anytime. It's different every single time. It's just like, it, it, it's a bitch in terms of changing the menu. And we have this like, uh, 
chalkboard that's like 10 you know like 12 feet up i gotta like get up on a ladder and change it but uh other than that it's uh, so it's it's not it's like the fact that you're saying that though that every time you go it's a different one like that's i guess the inherent uh qualm of a brewery like they always need to be producing something new so this like untapped culture some breweries are like genuinely mad at it like they don't like it they think it's like dangerous and it's sort of like pushing people to just force stuff out every every whatever week and you got to get these new labels printed and blah 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 but some you know those breweries who do that well are probably making the most money um and if they're able you know say uh, other half what i noticed now that it's nearby and i've been there a bunch this year both buffalo and um and finger lakes is like they do the recycling thing to bring them back they same one broccoli and cheddar and all these different ones right. they just yeah those green things they exactly the ones with the vegetables on the silly little things they recycle them a lot they, but they're also bringing out new stuff they're kind of doing that same thing but the first time i personally saw it was with burlington Beerco, and i thought that was just like a cool approach business-wise um that kind of balance both the reoccurring tweaked uh, more dialed in recipe with the brand new fresh flashy hype new stuff you know i think also you know on the back end i think the label making machines have gone a lot better a lot more uh, <laughs> efficient oh yeah that's not, i mean like even if you look at this one right like there's multiple textures the uh the outside here is all like textured and then the robot is completely like uh like um gloss and then it goes back to matte again outside that and think about how much extra that will cost them in this economy when shit's kind of fucked up i mean it's better in the states than it is here in canada things are pretty wild here um that will cost them extra and not everybody would put the money into that. So I mean, single cut is not a, is you know on my end it's not a cheap beer. Um, what does this go for? Something like this, an eleven percent uh, imperial stout. I mean, we're and this is not a money maker. This is more like uh, I'm charging twelve for this. I mean, I I mean, I think I'm paying. Any, you know, maybe four bucks a can. This is this is not a money maker. This is, this is like a a thing for people that want it. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's that's not unreasonable for an eleven percent beer. That's kind of like a one and done, or you share it with somebody. Yeah, I mean, this it's is pretty not, big. You know, in, in general, all these. You know, I mean, the exception being like you know the. The baby kit and stuff like that is actually economical from a business standpoint. But a lot of these like uh, heavy boots of lead, things like that, they're not money makers. On, on the kegs. Probably a bit better, right? They, the, the, the numbers make sense. Yeah. I feel like that's that makes sense with for, from what you're saying with the um with the cans, like cans typically I would imagine wouldn't be a exceptional uh sort of deal but it's it's delivering something that maybe it doesn't justify it from your perspective to get a keg of it but you can get a case of it and, and this exactly. will last this it's, will sit of, it's interesting 
seen that people that like will be very, very happy. They got to try this interesting beer. Um, if it moved like crazy, I'd get a keg. There you go. And at the very least, if this one does sit, it's not going to go bad. If you give me yeah. a year old can, what what date is this? This oh, is twelfth uh, of July. This was at home. I brought this in. This my, yeah, I had, last time I was supposed to go, I had COVID. Like that, literally that day. It's been sitting in my uh, my fridge from COVID. This particular one. This this exact can. So this is a year old, a year and three months oh, old, and yeah. it tastes great. Yeah. And that's the difference with a stout. You can sit on this. I got. I imagine just like you probably do. I got a cellar here that's like full of um, stouts and uh, barrel aged sours that that are yeah. totally good and they'll last fucking years and it's no problem. So like this beer, you have no qualms sitting on this for a while and you can sell this very slowly, and it's fine. But. I, I couldn't imagine you getting a keg of this, to be honest. I couldn't imagine anywhere having a keg, unless it was like some sort of hyped. Like, it has to be a specialty thing, kind of like one of those, um, you know, like you know, like ghost pepper challenge. Like, yeah, those chips. Chip. Have this one chip. <laughs> <laughs> you just kill yourself on this fucking Dorito. <laughs> I, can t- I know exactly what you're talking about. There's got to be some that, that, or the ones that have the most ridiculous shit in it, like, People pour a box of Krispy Kremes or like cereal or you know those like pastry stouts. Pastry stouts actually, funnily enough, do have a uh, a time limit on it. This could be considered a pastry because it has vanilla and cacao, but like kind of barely. But the actual yeah. pastry, there's, with, there's too much dairy involved in this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you've got too much dairy, lactose, or crazy shit involved in it, then it can actually only last a little bit of time, and it's got to be kept cold. And maybe it's a different conversation. Whereas this kind of one, like you said, I would be like, if I didn't actually know this before, I didn't look at the, any of the dates. But being that it's a what fifteen months old, I would say it'd be two weeks old, and I wouldn't have known the difference. Oh, it's just- Perfectly drinkable, and for as strong as this is, it's a manageable beer. This is dangerous. I feel like, uh, yeah, particularly after the volume that we drank, like almost all of these beers I have uh, here are finished, and then having this as a uh, final, that's dangerous. Yeah, this this will put a dent in things. this will send us off to bed it's uh no it's 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 great man but this is like i feel like it's just cool that you have this i feel like oh my camera died i'm just gonna switch the battery i'll be back i can you can still hear me right yes still hear you yeah um yeah it's just like i feel like this is like a real great represent excuse me representation of um everything you're doing tonight like this is this is really cool because even like looking at here we go beautiful um even looking at the, um, is it glitching? Okay, I'll just pull this out. Look at this. Yeah. Technology, Dave, I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, it's doing the, is it doing the slow? Okay. It's okay. You keep pulling this out and you put it back in eventually, it'll just be normal. But yeah, like the fact that you guys are able to sort of do a, um, a nice mix. Oh, here we go. Yeah, perfect. Like this. What we have tonight really represents, even though once again we have obviously cans that represent it, but I feel like it's this this represents both the can side and the draft side. I feel like you've done a really great job curating both sides. Um once again, like I said, 
when I first spoke to you guys and uh, I looked up everything that you're doing, I was like, I want to talk to this dude. This is cool. I'm a fan of of beer bars. I'm a fan of of anything that's sort of like a thoughtful curation. And obviously, you are a fan of craft beer, and you've been, you know, in the scene, in the restaurant scene in in New York for a long time, a couple of decades plus, which is extremely impressive. Uh, um, as it, hey, that means you would have opened in two thousand. Two thousand, yeah, absolutely. We opened September two thousand. Can I ask how two thousand one September two thousand one was? You know, it was fucked up. It wasn't as fucked up as 2008. I lost my job in Australia because of that. I was working at a bank and I lost my job. I got paid out a chunk of money, so it was fine. But uh, it, that definitely reverberated around the world. And, you know, for whatever, not to editorialize or anything, but like I was... I had a place before this um, in the 90s, and which was like the Clinton era. You could do no wrong. Everything was great. I mean, you, really, you really could do no wrong. And it's the it. best time of my life. Interesting. I bet it seemed like New York in the 90s. It was uh, just killer. Like, it was amazing, and nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, was it seems more, a lot overregulated now. Yeah, it, it's way overregulated. I think that's you know one of the issues is that people are afraid to open anything now because there's so many, there's so much regulation, so many pratfalls, and things are so expensive. Yeah, I feel like you guys. One of my friends. Um, she's a travel nurse well she was a travel nurse from, from here and she lived in la she lived in new york she lived in hawaii and she did all that stuff and she said the most tax she paid anywhere was she lived in manhattan the most tax was was new york state it was it's, uh, it's crazy uh i mean what's nice is that out in brooklyn there's still interesting things going on um yeah. uh, culturally said, it's dope it's different Manhattan. It's, you know, that's why, you know, that's why there's some really interesting things in Brooklyn. We don't take many risks in Manhattan. Why do you think that is? I mean, the rents, the expenses, the regulation, you're like, you know, you're, you have to. I mean, to me, you know what the difference between that and like Brooklyn is you know one of my first weeks out here I'm on the block next door to me and there's a I'm in my car and there's like a beer delivery truck actually just like shot me off in the middle of the street just like stop like nothing and I don't give a fuck they're just holding up traffic <laughs> and I'm in a parking spot and you know this cop is behind me, just starts driving on this up on the sidewalk. He's like, goes up to me. He's like, "What the fuck are you waiting for? Get your ass on the sidewalk and drive through." You couldn't do that in uh, in Manhattan, no. Is is Brooklyn? They're just like, you get it done. Yeah, you know what? I like that attitude. 
there's something about Brooklyn that I oh, I just felt like, oh, this is where the people are at. This is where like the real New Yorkers are at. And it felt like Manhattan was like glamorized city version of anything. And you know how like a lot of cities, they're cool, but they kind of like a city type thing, you know, and, and, and oddly enough, um, I don't know, one of those like, I think we're mentioned in that. I mean, I, I, I know like the place in Manhattan has been referenced in like these sex in the city and, and all these places like that. It's that. And this is not that. Your specific restaurant or the region? My specific restaurant. Yes. Really? Yeah. Do you remember like, was it the news? I, I don't remember which one, but I know it's come up and people have shown me that. That's uh, amazing. And so, I mean, that's Manhattan. I mean, we've been, the Manhattan place around forever. We kind of, God knows how many trends we've, you know, we've hit. I mean, we were the original brunch. The original, like, boozy brunch was us. Really? Yeah. So it's been every single trend we're always, like, a couple of years ahead of. But it's... You're under you're under a microscope in Manhattan. Hmm. So it's like a a different, interesting. So the boozy brunch meaning like a what bottomless mimosa or something like that. We were the first. For seriously. real. I, I and mean, seriously, we were the first. Dude, that's fucking crazy. I know. I'm I'm trying to just find like. Uh, and I like because my uh, back in the day, I've I've seen all the Sex and the City stuff, and we just watched the newest stuff. It's like a fun show. Oh, that's yeah. even that's a good look. That's a great, great, great look. The, I mean, it's the funny. That's one of the funniest things. Like how this became. You know, a friend of mine was a jazz musician. Wanted to play jazz at a project. Like pushed me into doing it, and. Everybody starts showing up. I'm like, you know, let's just give them some booze. And it and worked. Then, wow. So. And everything was like that. I mean, you know, it, it's. Uh, so you guys are responsible for that. That's fucking A lot cool. of weird shit. I mean, you know, when I was. Um, I had spent a fair amount of time in Belgium. You know, for what it was worth. And like I said, like Stella was a new beer. No one ever heard of it. Right. So it was kind of cool and fresh when you were putting it out. Yeah, because I, I saw it in Belgium. Wow. It was before they became InBev. I mean, they're really going back. So that was – they were independent then? Yeah, they were independent. Wow. What year was that? Like that the 90s? 2000. 2000? Yeah, 2000. That's crazy. Um, yeah, no, I mean um, – but, you know – it's it's a known entity the and this is like a chance to or an opportunity to do something new and do something that uh, I like and that you know in a couple of years from now you'll be being like oh yeah these guys were ahead of the curve with the whole I mean we were not because we're following a little bit on this one you know but when the Brooklyn craft beer thing totally blows up. You know, we were there. It's you're you're in the exact right spot for I think the Gowanus at the very least. I feel like Brooklyn has a pretty solid craft beer thing, but I feel like 
Brooklyn is so large and there's it's very neighborhoody. If that's accurate, you would know better than I. It's neighborhoody and we are kind of, you know, Gowanus is one of these like uh, it's a bridge between the funkier parts of Brooklyn and the fancier parts of Brooklyn. We're like, mm. we're, we're right in between. Right. And there's all Perfect. these, yeah, they, there's the Bushwicks and on one side and the Brooklyn Heights on the other, and we're in between. Right. So you're and the best always, of both worlds. And we're always kind of no man's land because of toxic waste. But it's just, <laughs> because, because, because they clean that up. But, they clean that toxic waste right the fuck up. I mean, you know, literally. I mean, it, it, it's is dystopian. If you ever, you know, it's a photo of this, like what's going on out there, and and pretty much all these crazy things going on, like right outside our door with these crazy tanks, these like million gallon tanks are doing. It's all related to toxic waste. Jeez. <laughs> and, uh, and they're cleaning it up, and at some point, it's going to be the uh, Paris of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the episode name? The Paris of Brooklyn. Paris of Brooklyn. I like that. The Paris. I'm writing that down. The Paris yeah. of Brooklyn. It's. I, I don't know. I just like that you you're in the right place, and I feel like if the breweries, because like obviously it's expensive to start a restaurant. And I think it's even more expensive to start a brewery, if I'm not mistaken, based oh, yeah. on all the equipment, the drainage, the editing to the place you have to do. And if you've got three, four uh, very well-renowned breweries that are, you know, Threes, it's not their first place. Finback's not their first place. I guess Wild East is theirs. And then the other one that you mentioned, I forgot again. Sorry, it starts with S. Yeah. Pardon? Uh, Strong Rope. S Strong Rope. So... That is such a, like in the BS sphere, forget all the restaurant, all the other stuff, which obviously you know a lot more about, but in the beer sphere alone, and the fact that you're a beer bar, which provides, and I feel like in any beer crawl, it's cool to go to the breweries, but it's also just as cool for somebody who's, and I imagine yourself as well, when you're in a new city, you want to go to a beer bar because a beer bar is like a snapshot. We've done the work, so you don't have to. Exactly. That's yeah, the point. You know, that's, yeah, uh, man. I, that's we, the exact we, point. We've tasted all this stuff. We've done this. We, we, we've weeded out the, the, you know, the crap and given you the, the, the cream of the crop. Exactly. So you can get the tap room experience from the breweries, but then you can go to the beer bar and you'd be like, all right, cool. I got to experience those breweries. So let me see what else is going on. And I just think that's such an – like as a, a, a beer consumer, that's what I always do. Like any city I go to, like I was saying earlier, Boston in Portland, Maine, like in these new cities I hadn't been to that I went to beer bars, every single city. Cause I just feel like it's like, I need to know what's up over and above going to that brewery and the brewery, cause the brewery might be in the city, but there might be some fire that's far from the city that I'm not, I don't have time to get to, but I can get a perspective on that at the brewery and I can see what's going on. I can research it. I can look on untapped. I can look at their Instagram. Oh, okay. That's cool. And I just think that's like, that's a very valuable thing. And the fact that you're in a, a quick zone, a walkable zone of say five establishments. I don't know. That's like the best case scenario. Cause it really is. Yeah. It's, uh, 
you can spend the night out here. There's, there's the whole, no it's like noon to midnight type shit. And just have a whole day going to different spots and taking your time. And you can eat and drink at every single place. Well, maybe not eat because maybe not all of them have food. But a, take- lot, a, lot of, a lot of them do. They all have snacks. They all have um, – I mean, Three's food is not bad. Not as good as here, but it's not bad. There you go. And uh, Finback too. I mean, they all um, – Got a little something going on. I mean, you definitely – you know, I can spend a couple of days in this neighborhood and have a great time and not uh, even have to leave, right? Really, between that and, you know, if it's the perimeter, if you're going to go, if you're going to work your way over to uh, Red Hook, Bushwick, that's all you need. You could, But that's exactly what I was saying earlier when we first realized that we didn't need to leave Brooklyn. It was the best thing ever. And I was like annoyed well, that. Go. You'll meet wonderful people out here. You're really, you know, you know, it's the fun part. It's everyone. Do you know what's? It's. I always feel like New York has a bit of that, like, uh, reputation for people with attitude. But I've always found it to be so welcoming and so cool. Everyone's just so chill. It just feels like Canada. I always feel like everyone's like, I was like, what the fuck is everyone talking about in New York? Aside from sometimes you get the people who kind of like a little bit, like, brush you off a little bit. But it's the biggest, one of the busiest, busiest cities in the world. So. It's okay, you know. It's gonna happen. I, I, mean, I re, you know, Brooklyn you know, slower. I think we're really we're nice people here. We, we, you know, sometimes we're wrapped up in our own shit and we got stuff going on. And we just need to keep moving. But you know, as far as like helpful, nice people, New York is up there. I agree, man. And I feel like it doesn't always have that rep for that. And I think it's more in Brooklyn than anywhere else. Like that's where you get the real people. That's where the people live. And whilst it's now become a lot more expensive, it's that's where the people are at, man. Like it's, I don't know. I always have a phenomenal experience and we leave New York feeling like, fuck, I don't want to go every time. Cause there's worlds. I mean, there's some Brooklyn's enormous. It's so big. It's so big. It's it's enormous, and there's like lots of neat. Um, yeah, a friend of mine has Caribbean restaurants in Brooklyn. It's like a whole area you wouldn't even you know didn't even know it was there until he took me out there. And it's like all this great shit. Where's that, by the way? The Caribbean restaurants. I don't even know what the neighborhood is called. But it's like it's like a whole. It's maybe uh, like. Uh, Set a mile away from here. I don't even know what the I don't even know what the fucking neighbor is called. Is it Bed Stuy? It's not Bed Stuy, is it? Oh no, it's no? not Bed Stuy. Bed Stuy is like old school. This is uh it's like on the other side of Prospect Park. And Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Hang on, I'm gonna check this shit here. You know I know nothing about other a friend of mine that owns a Caribbean restaurant and, and, and took me out there. It's like the whole area and it's like and it's really good. It's really different. Park Slope? No, no, no. Park Slope is fancy. Oh, the other side. Prospect, Lafayette Garden, Crown Heights. It's, it's like it's some sort of prospect thing, but not Oh, that. Little Caribbean. There's actually a neighborhood called Little Caribbean. There you go. What, what, what the... Next to Little Haiti and Flatbush. Yes, okay. So um, Little Haiti, like my friend is Haitian. and that's where he, Road. He's got yes. his place Haiti. Okay. I didn't know it was called Little Haiti, but I guess it's what it is. Okay. And there's Clarendon Road. My girlfriend's mother is from Clarendon. 
in Jamaica. My girlfriend's Jamaican. Okay. So like I'm seeing Clarendon Road go right through Little Haiti here into Flash Bush, just from just in the 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 bottom of uh, Little Caribbean. Oh man, that's awesome. So funny, like like you know, you see these like references, like um, you know, like Astoria, where which is where Single Cut is is like the second biggest Greek city outside of Athens. Really, and, I and heard. Could, I'm from Melbourne, Australia, and Melbourne is. I heard Greek was the second most Greeks outside of Athens. So maybe uh, maybe we a, got beef with Astoria. It's a, a toss up. <laughs> but, you know, if you That's awesome. Greece, there are places named. It's just where you see like places like restaurants and neighbors are all named Astoria. They like name ah. it after the expat, you know, little Greece in Manhattan in, in Queens. It's called everything's named Astoria when you go to Greece. That's so just, awesome. You know, That's so cool, man. The take on it. It's just such a cool part of the world. Like it just really is. Like it's 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 got to be the most like dense, one of the most dense places ever. And there's so much going on. And there's something for everybody and like you've got every single sort of like culture and taste and everything represented it's it's the coolest shit i just i love it so much yeah if you're willing to you know step outside your comfort zone there's there, there's there's so much great shit here dude i love it um my man this is uh this has been awesome we're coming up on three hours this is awesome this i knew this would be a good um, somebody's gonna come in here in a minute and say we're fucking closed. Do you want to? Are you gonna stay here? And, or, or are not? you getting an Uber, Dave? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> it's uh, this has been such a great conversation, man. And uh, I'm I'm super. I'm you just made me basically excited to get back. You know, to get down to go on. You know, you know where to go. You know where to find us. And what's the we'll, address for people to know where what's the address it actually is 236 butler street butler street butler or butler and nevins which uh, sounds obscure but people know what it is okay butler and nevins in brooklyn we're in gowanus we're underneath the death star underneath the death star right by it, the canal yeah around the corner from four phenomenal breweries to make exactly. the best uh probably I don't know. If, am I am I being hyperbolic by saying it's probably one of the best uh, beer crawls in Brooklyn? I think so. I mean, you you can you can't. That's five go places. That's you five fire places, Dave. I just feel like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my girlfriend. I'll be like, "Yo, what the fuck? We need to get our asses back to this shit." And it's not even nearly that far. Like this has got me so amped for this dude. It's um, nothing. It's it's an easy it's an easy trip. Uh, it's an easy trip for people in Canada. For those who in Canada who are listening, obviously from Montreal is pretty close as well. From here, it's like seven and something hours from here. It's probably seven to eight. Um, stop, yeah, in man. stop in Saratoga on the way. You do the whole thing. Yeah. Buffalo, get some, get some beef on Weck, and you know and, wet, exactly. Go past Fidens in Albany. Yeah. Um, swing on down. You can probably hit Suarez family. You could probably hit Hudson Valley on the way down. You get yourself some, yeah, all that stuff is all the way down. You can't go wrong. New York state is a beautiful place. And New York city is, uh, the goat. Um, Dave, this has been genuinely awesome, dude. I mean, you're a champion, uh, triple OG of the restaurant world in New York. And, uh, um, I've really enjoyed this conversation, man. Like I, I love what you guys are doing. I just think it's, 
I know this is this is exactly like you talking to people like myself. This is this is this is beautiful. The food looks incredible. The the beer list is a one, mate. You're killing it. I'm excited as hell to get down. I appreciate awesome. you. Looking forward. To it. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it was a genuine pleasure. Um, where you know what? Let's take a thought. I'm gonna take a screenshot of this. Do you want to hold up some of the cans? Yeah. Let's okay, hold up some of these. Let's do a. Uh... Oh, yeah. So I only got one can. Oh, whichever you do, I'll do something different. With uh, heavy boots of lead. There we go. Okay, perfect. So I'll do these three. Then between us, we got all of them. All right, hang on. Let me press. Oh, press. This, is, this is as badass as I get, which is not particularly hey, badass. Dave, you're a badass. I appreciate it. You ready? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Peace out, man. <laughs> Love it. Um, stay, stick on, stick around for a second. We're gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up and we'll finish up offline. But um, once again, dude, thank you so much for hanging out, for taking the time, for curating these beers. This conversation was phenomenal. I truly enjoyed it. Uh, so everybody, make sure you get down. Where can everybody follow Evelyn's Tap House online? Is it just at Evelyn's Tap House on Instagram? We're all over. We're all over Instagram. People are loving it. People are loving it, and we've got it's uh, EvelynsTapHouse.com as well, and you can look at yep. the you can see the food menu, the beer menu, the whole lot online. So uh, guys, don't mess around. Uh, Dave, thank you again, man. Really appreciate it, yeah. guys. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit that notification bell so you know oh, when. See, Dave's telling you, double thumbs up, double thumbs up for BOS and for Evelyn's Tap House. Make sure you go follow as well. Uh, guys, um, hit, uh, what the fuck do I say? I forgot the pattern. Yeah, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know where the new episodes drop. Hit us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get uh, your podcast. Give us those five stars specifically for Dave. I want. Don't worry about me, Dave. Give it for five Dave. Five stars for Evelyn, because that's what it deserves. Um, we'll see you guys. Actually, follow us everywhere at BOS Podcast. You know the vibes. We'll see you in the next one, guys. Cheers. Cheers.